Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 43. In this episode, my friends and I start off by talking about the uh, labor shortage crisis, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. And we talk about that for about the first half of the podcast. And then after that, we wind up transitioning more into a conversation about personal economics, work ethic, and um, really just laziness or planning for the future. So if that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and give it a listen, and I hope you enjoy. Yep. All right, hey guys. Yep. Hello. Ask. You <laughs> say pass? pass? No, ask oh. the question. Oh, Passes how's everyone seat. doing? Oh, I thought it was going to be what, you, what have you become. Oh, what, what have, have you become? become? <laughs> That's just a funny line. Well, I'm a game show host. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, how are y'all? I stayed up till 2.30 a.m. buying Spider-Man tickets. Huge dork. <laughs> you know, if you Wait, were really dedicated, and not for you, all your would, friends, you would have bought a plane ticket. Dang. Yo, that's true. Because India is releasing the movie earlier. Yeah. So is Europe. Yeah. So you should have bought a plane ticket, David. Not, not a super fan. Not a super fan. I think New Zealand fan. hits uh, the the... What is it called? The DMZ? No. No. The TM. The TMZ. TMC. Inter- International the, Timeline? The IDL. The International Dateline. I was just trying to think yeah. of the weirdest thing to call it. The, Wait, oh, did, CMT. Why did you guys stay up until 2.30? Uh, okay, so I set my alarm for midnight. And now we're listening to this. <laughs> well, no, no, like, uh, so I set my alarm for midnight, and everyone, every single uh, website was just crashing. And, do, like, they, do they start selling them at, like, at a certain time at yeah, night? Yeah, at midnight. Why at midnight? Oh, that's uh, a weird time to sell things. So, like, everything was just crashing. Like, we could not reload. We couldn't uh, reload. It took me uh-huh. two and a half hours, too. And, like, there were some people, my friend said, he would be, uh, AMC told me, like, you're in line. It's going to be about an hour and a half in line. Mm. So, mm. you had to wait an hour and a half. Mm. Two hours. Two and a half hours. Interesting. For the new Spider-Man? Yeah. Spider-Man. I like yeah. how you said that. I like how you said that. <laughs> I haven't seen the Spider-Man like, last yet. name? Yeah. Any of them? Spider-Man. Any of them? Spider-Man. I saw the to- Tobey Maguire one. <laughs> the Tobey <laughs> Maguire. The Andrew Goldfield one still. Is that great? No, no they I, are the, like they're him. bottom tier. I like Andrew Garfield. I, I like, like his acting. Miguel. I like his portrayal of Peter Parker more than <clears throat> I like Tobey Maguire's portrayal. Whoa, Tobey. Classic. I loved his Peter uh, Parker. It wasn't snarky enough. Miguel it and was... angsty. Miguel and I are a permanent dipole of taste in movies yeah just everything he loves i hate and yep. vice versa <laughs> did, you, uh, did you ever see annihilation no not yet Spider-Man Ooh, annihilation? you would not like it because it's very high on my list <laughs> because travis likes that i will hate it i really want to test i that think theory. that's gonna be how i start recommending movies to you <laughs> it's like i watched this movie it was like i really did not like it you should probably check it out <laughs> wait because you liked cruella right i did and you didn't exactly did. we, we talked it. about this wow. It is so. Oh, I it's just it. so paint by numbers. You don't like Last Jedi, really? Oh no, I didn't like it. But I mean, I'm not. Well, a, I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. Yeah, but you guys, mm. you guys have an agreement there. Bolts and bolts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, bolts and bolts or ET. I like ET. Miguel. Glad. We agree on that. One. Yeah, I don't. So uh, the only the first new Star Wars is the only good. Any yeah, work. This weekend, is the yeah. problem: is that well, there's too many subjects to go off a tangent with. with yeah. And you, you had Especially, to take us there. We that's how I was doing. I told him. Well, was no, it our, that's was not it our, how you're doing. That's what you did. Was it our last podcast or the one before that where we yeah, had three people? Yeah, it was our last. And now we have 
six people. We have here, six people so. here. That's so. okay. But you know what I love about Spider-Man? It provides jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of provision, I'm doing fine. By the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Daniel's doing fine. I think we're all uh, there. Petrus. Uh, honestly, I had a pretty challenging Monday, but I'm mm. still alive. Mm. Glad you're alive. I appreciate your presence. Oh, you survived. You survived. That's what matters, Peter. Hands in. Hands oh. in for Harambe. For Peter. David, come on. <laughs> for Peter. One, two, two three. three. Peter! Yeah. This is great for the podcast audience. <laughs> oh, we put our up. hands in the middle of this <laughs> group. True. Anyway, uh, so we have a helicopter flying above us. It's someone's job. Wait, wait, I just want to make sure. This challenging Monday didn't require any, like, illegal activity? No. Like, they're not looking for you right now, Peter? Oh, are those helicopters or tourist things versus, like, I was going to say military police. (laughs) Military police. Is it because of tourists or just from the airport? No, I think it's it's airport. I was like, I don't think they, I don't think the tourist ones go off at night. That would be, and this would be a weird area for tourists to come. It's like, just, look at East if you look down, guys, you see a podcast, <laughs> that's where the, uh, the Travis podcast is at. <laughs> and there the you Travis see a car podcast. hijacking, and that's where you see the weed deal, it's, uh, this is Kissimmee. And then, yeah. <laughs> this weed deal. Huh? Okay. Keep going. So, uh, Eric has an idea. Eric, why don't you set us up? Okay. I'm going to go with that. Uh, if you look around, right, what's the first thing you notice when you look around? The Disney. Jeff Corwin poster. That's right. Jeff Gordon and... Jeff what? Gordon. Jeff Corwin. I said the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Jeff Corwin from, like, Animal Planet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steve Irwin. We could have... Oh, no. Just, no, Jeff, Jeff Corwin was... A yeah, he was. <laughs> I was Steve trying Irwin. to just go through with him, and he did it. What I was going to say is, what? So, what did Jeff Gordon do? A job. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to go NASCAR, but all right, we skipped it. So, he did a job. And there's a job to do. I think so. <laughs> job it is to do that the job. job. What is well, that from? SpongeBob. <laughs> and, uh, I ask. I feel like I should have known that. Yeah. That, yeah. It's coming uh, out of my mouth. SpongeBob. You know, the actor that voiced Spongebob has had consistent work throughout the years. He's in tons As of stuff. Spongebob. Mostly Spongebob. Just a lot of other yeah. stuff. Like, he pops, yeah. up, he pops up in a lot of other stuff and a lot of other, like, voice actors. You might even things. say that that's his <laughs> job. job. I was going to say career. Anyway, ah, hey, calling, that's maybe? This is all related. <gasps> oh, we could talk about calling. We've already we done that. Oh, no, we're going to have to go back to calling. Because we have to Christianize this. No, we talked about Christian calling. every before. person that has to go kind and get a job has to be called to that job. I think. Yeah. Ooh, see, Dan oh, is no. goading us to do it, and I'm gonna bite it. You know, okay, I'm gonna go. go. No, but not not yet, because we'll build up to there. But we're talking about jobs because there is a labor shortage. There seems to be a labor revolution, a shortage as they of say people who are in to work Cuba. Under. They say the job. I need a job. <laughs> okay, Carlos Mencia. That's right. Please no, that guy steals jobs. How do I say because uh, I'm working on a Spanish accent? Trabajo. Oh, how do... How, how, how do I... What? what was it? Trabajo. 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 Yep. You sound like you're trying to say something that's not good. Okay, stop. Sounds like you just say it in German, man. How do you say job in German? Uh, Eisengruppen! <laughs> Arbeit. Stop! <laughs> Arbeit. Okay, I get I it. I think. But... I did say killing That's work. <laughs> anyway. Anyways... 
So I don't know why you're booting. There's a labor shortage. That's right. Is there a labor shortage though? Is there a shortage of people who are capable of working? No. Or is there? Well, I guess labor. So yeah, is just what people is who going on? Fill in for people who don't know. <clears throat> Travis. Like, say there someone are... in this room doesn't know that there was even a labor shortage. So how would you for describe... a few international? How would you describe I, that to I that do, person? I do think that it is. Um, it's very sizable, but I also think that it's being exaggerated online of yes. people who are quitting their jobs because of, you know, and some of it is real, like, you know, they, they feel like they're not treated well at work or they're not mm. making as much money as their, uh, as the value that they provide for the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people are just walking out, you know, mm-hmm. not really giving notice. And um, there are even stories of people who will get a job. And they'll try it, and if they don't like it, they'll leave at lunch, and they'll go apply for another job, and, like, they'll have one by the next day, you mm, know? Mm-hmm. And uh, places are, there are a lot of places that are very desperate <clears throat> to hire, mm-hmm. but wages are not really reflecting that desperation. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're desperate to hire, you know what people would like? Money. Money. Supply and demand. <clears throat> yeah. I would say that I kind of saw firsthand having worked at Aldi. Okay. Because I was there for when the pandemic started mm-hmm. and then like after i guess yeah i mean i left in september so not too long ago mm-hmm. but uh it it was like people were leaving for jobs that just would pay more have more autonomy mm-hmm. in their own lives yeah um or what paid almost as much which is just not having a job right and collecting government unemployment and then there were people who were looking for jobs as well but it's just like it seemed like it was kind of a bit of a mess Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole thing. Some, of it, <clears throat> some of it, do you think, do you, or do you think, is some of it fueled by the pandemic itself with how grouchy people have gotten? Mm. That it's now more unpleasant. To, it was already unpleasant to work retail. Like from the experience that I had, Ooh, it's not a fun job. So, if you're going to pay me, you know, $10 an hour and I'm going to have to fight with someone about, like, okay, I know you don't want to wear the mask. Yeah. But, like, it's store policy and so please put one on if it, ma'am, ma'am. Yeah. You know? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. There's also that, like the frustrators, <clears throat> the motivators and frustrators of, you know, managing also, people. Is this is this largely a retail problem? Because I feel like most of the things I see online are retail related. But Front then line. there's also like the the John Deere uh, strike that happened like back in October. Well, um, yeah, we haven't talked about how a lot of people are striking or walking yeah, out because yeah. of, of policies being made yeah. about vaccination. So that also <clears throat> adds into the number of people who are leaving. And, and then you also have, you know, just this anti-union, the, the numbers. Yeah. Well, you have the, the numbers being reflected of like there's a huge transfer of wealth going, you know, where a lot of these mom and pop businesses have not been able to make it. So their businesses are shutting mm. down. And so, I mean, Walmart and Amazon are making out like bandits, you know, but it's not like the average Walmart or Amazon employee is receiving any of that mm. windfall. Mm. Right. So it's, it is truly a trickle down economics. It's really a multitude of problems. <laughs> I think I got that reference. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Anyway. Um, yeah. Go so ahead. what's the one simple answer to fix all of that? David? Um, Revolution. So my... I think uh, I think my problem with like when you see people are leaving. Okay, so one of the reasons you guys said like um, like oh the, like another job would pay me well. Or I'm not worth. I, I'm worth a lot more. Or like these guests were rude to me. Mm. Uh, especially retail, uh, which I've worked at retail. 
I don't know, I feel like it's really exaggerated. Because I've never, I've, I've had it with customers, but like no matter where you go to, you're gonna have it with people. Yeah. And you you're gonna, and like, it's no, like no matter what you go to. So I don't really yeah. find that a good excuse. And also, <clears> like, when people say, like, oh, I'm leaving because I'm worth more. Like, why? Why are you worth more? Yeah. Like, like can mm. you give me a reason what, why? Show me your PhD. Right. Yes. Like, so, why? why I, I, I would absolutely, if somebody told me that, show me why, I would say, I'd say absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If, show, if, show. if you are going to, no, like, if, if, if you're going to say, like, if I'm going to tell you I'm worth more, you're going to say, show me why you're worth more. The, the equal argument applies. Show me why I'm worth so little. Like, like, if we're going to assign a number to me, and it's yeah. an arbitrary mm-hmm. number, mm-hmm. who are you to set the value on me? Like, yeah, so and my opinion would be... No, I, I, I really get that, because the thing is, if there's a shortage of labor, I mean, if, if let's say I'm applying, and someone says, oh, I'm going to pay you $11 an hour, and you go, well, how can you assign me so little of money? Like, if I leave, it's not like you have a line of people out the door to apply here. There's a labor shortage when something becomes scarce mm-hmm. it typically becomes more expensive so why yeah. is no one willing to not it's not that no one is willing to pay you know there are places that do pay but <clears throat> typically the the type of organizations that have gotten bloated off of this are the companies that pay their employees very very little and so little in some cases that the government is having to subsidize their payroll by paying you mm-hmm. know uh welfare benefits to people who have full-time jobs or you know 40 hour a week mm-hmm. part-time jobs working for Amazon or whoever else. Mm-hmm. See, you know, ultimately the people who are suffering, I wouldn't even say it's retail, it's frontline. Whatever mm-hmm. the frontline is. So the factory workers, like the people at the at the bottom rung, because those that, those like who have dog deworm medication? Frontline frontline front plus? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's, oh, a, it's a flea and tick medication. Flea and tick, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Ivermectin. Um, I was thinking of Ivermectin. I, I, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, I, you know, it's it, it's a waiting game and it's a numbers game. Mm. And those who can hold out are the companies that have that are padded. Yeah. You know, because like I've I've experienced it mm. where it was Thanksgiving week. Uh, I had a driver in, in the area. I called a broker who I always deal with. And I said, hey, uh, you know, um, I'm looking for the guy I always deal with. He was out for the holiday. So I had someone else. And he goes, well, what you know, what can you do it for? What can you do this load for? I told him, historically, we always do this load for uh, 38. He goes, ooh, 38, that's that's high. Uh, we do, you know, we're, we're getting out for 34. I said, 34, how, are you, how, is, how is the price lower when it is, there's a driver shortage, mm-hmm. expenses for drivers <clears throat> are up. Wait, is he saying I have someone else presently offering me the same work for no, 34? No, I have $3,400 oh. to give you to do this job. Okay, well... I and, mean, and and I told him, well, on. last week you gave it to me for thirty eight hundred dollars, or or your company yeah. gave it to me yeah. for thirty eight hundred dollars. He goes, yeah, well, uh, things are tight right now. I said, how are things tight on your end when you have a shortage of drivers? So I, I mean I, that that could explain it, how things are tight. Like, it could, but but it, it, all the factors <clears throat> in the favor of drivers are in demand. Yeah. So you need to pay more. If you want this covered, yeah, it is holiday time, yeah, so even shorter, and gas is at a high. I mean, gas has gone up week yeah. upon week, yeah, uh, and diesel is a totally different matter. So, so the 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 expenses on my <clears throat> on my end are higher. The expense on your end, where you're just a broker, should not have changed. And on the producer side, 
why why is their <clears throat> cost going down? Hmm. And, okay, and he, I, I told him, I was like, like, there's no way. There's no way we're doing it for any... And he goes, oh, you know, I can maybe come up to 35. Like, no. Nah. I mean... I, I told him, I said, okay, cool. Have a great day. Sit on it. But it's a waiting game. Because... <laughs> I just thought of the Fonzie. Sit on it. Hey. <laughs> that was a very bad Fonzie impression. But he says sit on it is like an insult. Not like a, oh, hey, take some time to chew yeah. this over. Well, yeah. be, because what happens? Hey, the, <clears throat> the drivers need the loads because they need to move. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, if he's stuck in a town that he, that's not his home, you know, mm-hmm. what's he doing? He's just burning fuel in his truck, mm-hmm. just sitting around trying to stay warm, as opposed to you know the company that whatever we're not front line. Mm-hmm. We can sit here and rest easy and be cushy. You know, same thing with the factory workers. You know, keep <clears> the <throat> prices down, keep them working through in difficult conditions. Same thing with retail workers. It's yeah. the front line that's suffering because it's ultimately who needs who more. Yeah. I need you to be able to sell my stuff, but guess what my <clears throat> bank account says versus guess what your bank account says and who's yeah. going to go hungry first. Mm. Yeah. I So, feedback will let me go said. I think it, it definitely like would you that's a really good question. It's like why am I worth, <clears throat> why am I worth less? So like I think we we'll kind of make we can make a make a path right now like a, what the scenario is. Okay, so is this the scenario of the worker he works hard or is he just someone he just walks there, doesn't. He just walks there, doesn't really do much. He's not a bad worker, but he's not. Who's someone who stands out? Well, I th- I think I think maybe a better starting point for this is like, what are the factors that make a paid position high paying or low paying? You know, because it's like if you're telling me like to to work this register at Taco Bell, you're gonna pay me eleven dollars an hour. Why do you think I'm worth so little? Or let's say Chick Fil A, you know, right. or, or whatever it is. Like, if, if you're telling me that my time is only worth a lot, which, honestly, it's like, man, I just think of not that long ago when I started working, it was very substantially less than that that you would make. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you know, you'd make minimum wage. And part of it is like, okay, these are the positions that it's expected that high school kids take <coughs> these types of jobs. But I think one of the main things is, like, how long does it take someone to train uh, your, to train you to be able to work this position fluidly? Know, um, like how long does eight it hours. take someone? <laughs> yeah, I'll say to, eight full to, hours to train a, a teenager. Let's say a pretty bright teenager to work a register. Eight full hours. You know, like and yeah, you can do it in eight hours. Whereas other places, like well, you might need a college education. You might need, right. uh, you know, a certain like you might need a certi- a certification on how to drive a forklift or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like just different skill sets that you build. Mm-hmm. So, but see, I think I think to <clears throat> I. <clears throat> I agree that, you know, uh, education is important. I agree, I agree that education is an investment. But I think we also need to look at um, sub-college <coughs> education as valuable education. To So to sit there and be like... Are you talking about, like, certifications? Or are no, you I'm, about high I'm, I'm talking about high school diplomas. Okay. I'm talking about grade school. But because, like, because that's the thing, like... like but I'm saying a lot of those kids don't even have that, which I'm not saying is bad. Like, if you're 16, no one expects you to have your high school diploma. Right, yet. but but it's still, I, I think, if to sit here and be like, oh, well, you need a college education, uh, and if you have a college education, you've put in more work. Oh, I uh, totally we're, disagree. We're crediting, we're crediting work, to, you know, the, the work put into that college education to being a factor of why it should get more pay. But I think we need to also credit in, you know, uh, grade school. You know, and and yeah. I've, I've never. Of, well, go ahead. Well, 
and honestly, like, this is just something that just came to me, but, like, I think there's a, a large enough portion of the population that doesn't have access to high-quality, uh, you know, elementary, middle, and high school education, and there's a high uh, proportion of the population, or, or at least a significant proportion of the population, that doesn't complete, um, for sure, high school, and certainly a decent amount that don't complete middle school, mm. but they are still individuals who need to be able to be employed and be able to work. I I would say that by dropping out of high school, what you communicate is that you're the type of person who doesn't finish things. And I, I know that there can be extenuating oh, factors, but like for the vast majority of people finishing high school is at least a possibility. Um, and so it's like, if you consider that the baseline for what a person is expected to have achieved by, you know, 18 and a half years old or whatever, then it's like, I, I don't think that's unreasonable. And then the other thing that you have to consider is like, look, you know, I'm Mr. Chick-fil-A uh, or, or like I'm a, I'm a manager or whatever. I'm not making like six figures a year here as a manager. And like people aren't going to pay $13 for my chicken sandwiches. So I know you'd like to make $15 an hour, but like it's it's really not in the numbers. And um you know there are some companies like uh, you know I specifically think of <clears throat> Amazon and Walmart um or even like with Apple or you know ty- types of companies that basically use slave labor um for for components. Uh there are some companies that you do look at their their top guys like you look at you look at Jeff Bezos and you're like man that guy is it it's really seems immoral the amount of wealth that he's accumulating without uh <clears throat> enriching the lives of the people who work for his company but i think for most um like when i think of Chick-fil-A or when i think of i don't know like the 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 smallish like private school where I, where i work i'm not making the money that i would like to make but I really do believe in the mission for where I am. Mm. And it's, you know, I, I've, I've learned how to invest my money and kind of how to make my money make money for me. But um, it's not... My, my, my administrators, my boss would like to pay me more than I'm being paid, but it's just not really in the cards right now. And mm. uh, part of that has to do with the type of neighborhood that we're providing private school service in Mm -hmm. you know if we were somewhere else then we could charge a lot more and you know we would be able to pay the teachers more um but then part of it's you know like i'm I'm content to work here for now but if you're not then i i think you have every right to quit you're my my biggest i agree with a lot but my biggest issue with what you said is that you're equating chick-fil-a to like your private school here and i'm like man those are worlds different and like we like you like you're like oh the McDonald's and the Amazons, but then like the small businesses like Chick Fil A, and and that's I would lump Chick Fil A into the big business category. Like, are they as big as Amazon and Walmart? Yeah, it's for like, sure it's not nationwide, but, and you know all that. It's, but it's like, not like a mom and pop mm-hmm. type of thing. But like I, again, like I just um, I I don't want to maybe name a name, but I know for sure there's someone that Eric, you, Travis, and myself know that was illiterate through high school, like, or like graduated high school, could not read beyond a third grade level. Um, talking about David? No. Um, Who told you? And, and so, <laughs> I mean, and so like, third grade level is still literate. 
Do you know? Who uh, I, I mean, he would. He he says that yeah. he's illiterate, but he but he says like he's like yeah. third grade was like, like topping mm-hmm. out and like a struggle. Like and he learned the, to read in college. I think he learned to read. That's and, that's also like a. Uh, I believe that's the standard is that if you want to graduate high school in the United States, you must be able to read at at least a third grade level, which I think is indicative of wild misallocation of efforts in the public school yeah, but, uh, industry. But that's I, that's a different conversation. I, I, I agree with that statement. But now, how many <clears throat> jobs would, you, would be accessible to someone who's only at a third grade level? Bless, Bless you. you. Um, and, and keep in mind, this guy was in college. Like, he learned to read as an accepted student at a mm-hmm. national university, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I don't you know, know and, who this is, but okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but I know them. You can tell us something. They moved away from here okay. to a state up north. Mm-hmm. Now okay. I know who this is. I think I know who okay. you're yeah. about. Yeah. Um, I don't think I knew that about him. Yeah. No, I did You were in your bag of secrets. Like Santa. Um... Uh, anyway. but you know, like, so do, you know, when you make statements, like, I think it, you know, it's indicative of dropouts that they're not someone who's going to finish. And like, I think, yeah, I, I, I think that's print, painting a very broad stroke. And I think mm-hmm. you would ad- admit that too. Yeah. Um, but I think we do need to look at like, Hey, <clears throat> there, there are outside factors and there are unfortunate circumstances and, as a nation, we don't have the safety. Nets. The, yeah, I would say the social safety that's in place, so that you know, then then we need to look at. I think the bar needs to just change from, oh, it's just a a cashier job that takes eight hours to learn how to do. Uh, sure, that's that's very easy for a room full of college or semi college educated people to to be like, yeah. You know, but what about the people who are less fortunate from because they got passed along at a third grade reading level? Or what about people who said, hey, you know what? Like I had an unfortunate life circumstance, uh, whatever it was, uh, and I had to go work and I wasn't able to finish, mm-hmm. you know? And and so I don't think value should just be placed. And I'm not saying you're, you're saying that, um, but value should be placed on the education that you've already received and the bar should not just be like high school or no high mm-hmm. school. You know, I think that should be a shifting thing. Yeah. And then I also think that it's, you know, Hey, you know what? Like, what about that person who had to drop out and learn a skill or dropped out and had to go take a, a job that they learned to register in eight hours. And like that shows hard work and determination <clears throat> that, a, a, is... a degree does not reflect yeah. because yep. let me tell you, I have a college education. Sixteen-year-old Miguel would not have been one to support the family. And, you know? and I think, I think in general, like you're you're right. And I, I think that industriousness and being a hard worker and being conscientious, like I, I think that that should actually correlate more to whether a person succeeds. But the the two factors that. Um, the two, I guess you'd call them like psychological factors that correlate most with whether a person is going to be successful is IQ yeah. and conscientiousness. Like how, how much of a hard worker, how dutiful someone is, how, um, you know, how, how industrious they are, how much of a, 
you know, like David was saying, like a go-getter, someone who, who does stand out in work. And it's like, you know, people like that typically are rewarded. And it's like, you know, if, if you want to, if, if you're, you know, if you're just working your Chick-fil-A job, like I was, like I worked at Chick-fil-A for like five years and I climbed, I did not climb rung one on the ladder because I was not trying to get into management or whatever. Uh, I thought I knew where I was going and I wound up going somewhere similar to that, but in a different direction. Um, but I was not interested in uh, standing out, but I, I still tried to do, you know, the best I could. And what I was really trying to do was make as much money as I could without having to take on, like, proportionately as much responsibility. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to be able to invest my responsibleness, um, you know, at other places, like with my church or whatever. Um, so I think that, that had a big hand in it. But I think in general, man, am I ever generalizing, it is a blessing that we do live in a society that largely rewards industriousness and like work ethic. I know? I agree. I think my because I I um I would say that I'm right there with like the anti work people. Um, yeah. Like the subreddit you're yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah, like or or you know, like because here I agree that industrious should be rewarded. Mm-hmm. I agree that um you know, people should strive for other things. Where where I find fault is I've worked frontline. I see the struggles and the challenges. I see how that's compounded by things like COVID with Mm. difficult customers. But my question always goes back to industriousness should be rewarded. The, those shining employees should be able to go up the ladder and they should be able, um, and they should eat well, Mm -hmm. but those who don't, do they deserve to not be able to eat or do they deserve to be able to just not eat as well? Is essentially what my what that to me that's what it boils down to. To my lord. Okay, I'm sorry. Can can you say that one last thing? I think I misunderstood you. So so, the person who works hard and and shows initiative uh, should be able to go up the ladder. Correct. And they deserve to eat. Correct. Eat well. Eat well. Eat well. What I said was eat well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But does that but does that mean that the person who doesn't show that initiative deserves to not eat or to just not eat as well? Ooh. Okay. Option number two. Is what I, I, would say. I would say okay. not eat as well. Uh, the only reason I would n- just not make as much make money. Make as much money. That's, and that's just, where I'm at. But I feel yeah. like the, the the current state that we're at, that's not what it is. It is, it, it's you go up the ladder if you want to eat. <laughs> you stay that you stay where that bottom rung, plus more, mm. if you want to, uh, if you want to eat. Because yeah. that's, that's work this job at the bottom rung and work another part time mm. job at the bottom rung and drive for Uber mm-hmm. and yeah you know. to to just to just get by to just survive, mm-hmm. and and I think I think it everyone at the bottom rung should be able to survive. Mm-hmm. No, you know if you are willing to work mm-hmm. and you are able to work, mm-hmm. you should be able to survive. Mm-hmm. You should be able to eat. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to bust your hump and get into management or then have the lobster. Sure, yeah. you earned it. You worked hard. You showed initiative. But the fact that you're just working, mm-hmm. you should be able to survive. I, I, I think, well, so I, I want to comment on that. The people who are just working, okay, <clears throat> so I'm going to assume it's a single... Bare si- minimum, you Yeah, saying? bare minimum, yeah. single man. Yeah, I think he should... I think that's plenty. You're working a 40-hour job at McDonald's as a single man, you should be able to survive. You might not... Okay, granted, you might not have a car, 
But you don't need a coat to survive. What's you minimum need... wage in, in Florida? Fifteen. Oh, it's changed. It's fifteen. No, now no. it's it's working its way toward fifteen. Yeah. But right uh, now, is it is it? I want 10 to say or twelve. I didn't I know that there was 12. an official number. I thought like it was every year it's going to go up. Every, but, every year oh, it's supposed to so go up. So, but this McDonald's on one ninety two, there's a sign that said um, starting pay twelve dollars. Okay. Yeah. So that, that I feel that's like twenty four thousand dollars a year. So as which is not a lot with how much rent is. I was saying that's that's the issue. Because when when you're saying like to eat. Um, I, this is not a good thing, but food costs are incredibly low right now. But what is very high right now is property and rent. Yeah. Um, like what is it for a one bedroom apartment? You were saying it's like $1,600 yeah, a month yeah, it's yeah. for a one yeah. bedroom apartment. Okay. So that's $1,600 a month times 12, 16,000. That's like $20,000, yeah. right? So you got $4,000 for car and food and, you know, and right. just everything else. Insurance. Mm-hmm. Your phone, yeah. it's like so. So I don't. I I believe that it is the case that a, you know, let's say a twenty-year-old uh, single guy who's uh, working a minimum wage job, boy, it sure does not seem like he will be able to live well if he's trying to do this on his own. You know, if you if you're able to split that one-room apartment with, uh, let's say, a wife or let's say a, um, a you know, just just a roommate, yeah. then you can you know save yourself a lot in that area. But man, it's like. I, I property as as someone who was very fortunate to like move into my house before things started skyrocketing, like property and, and rent is so incredibly high right now. Right. So and and it's like this is what I teach about in my economics class is just inflation. It's like, okay, now wages go up, which means the price of the tacos at Taco Bell go up, which means that you know, like it just everything kind of builds on itself and winds up right. mm-hmm. spiraling upward, which is not a healthy thing. And I would, I know a lot. Some of you guys might not like this, but like I, I'm gonna talk about like okay, that's let's look at let's look at reality now. If you can't survive on a minimum wage job at a fast food restaurant, then I, I, like it sucks that this is the world we can't live in. And, um, but like. You're just gonna have to get a second job. It sucks. Trust me. I, like I don't think it's right for someone who needs to work two jobs to live. But, but I get like I think, I think this really helped with my work ethic. Not only because of my dad, because I did work two jobs, because I did ride my bike to those jobs. It sucked, but like it really, I think it really does build character, and it really just shows you, and it shows your both jobs that. This man's working both jobs and like he's working, t- he's putting the same effort as heel every single day, even though he's working two jobs. I know it sucks. I know it's like, like no man or woman should ever have to work two jobs, in my opinion, just to live on the bare minimum. I don't think it's right. But like reality. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, it, it does. I, I agree, it sucks, but I, man, like. I agree with you. But I don't think it's a recipe for success. Because mm. here's the thing, like no, I I, I, like, I agree. I don't think it's a I, recipe for everybody. I, no, I don't think I don't think it's a recipe for success for the majority. <laughs> you know, like I agree with you. Like, hey, if if you can't if if one job's not cutting it, like sink or swim, baby. Yeah. And yeah. that answer better be swim. Right. You know, like go get that second job. Go do your hustle. You know, like you know. And I think that opens up a door for other discussions about what types of work are legitimate work and what are not. Um, and we won't necessarily get into, but like, but here's the thing, like when I was a manager, like I had people working two, three jobs and I was like, look, like I understand, I sympathize, but I know you're tired. 
but I need you to be mm. here now yeah. and present. Yeah. And like, I get it. Like, I, I don't, I won't, you know, saddle you with extra tasks and duties, but I, I, there's a bare minimum that I need you to meet. Like, yeah. you know? And so like, so here you have someone that's not able to survive on one job. Now they're having to do two jobs. So they're having to juggle, uh, two full times, which is a lot of it hours is a lot. Yeah, or, it is or a lot. two part times or three part times. Which is one a different difficult thing to juggle the schedule, and two like it's exhausting, it's tiring. Mm-hmm. So are you going to be that star employee that's then going to be able to climb a rung? Mm-hmm. That is such a hard mm-hmm. thing right there. Mm-hmm. So it, like that's why I say like it's not a recipe for success. So to sit there and be like, oh well, and I'm not saying you're saying this. I've heard other people, i.e. my father, who's like, oh if you can't survive on one job, then just get a second job. And it's like, but there's no escape from that at that point. <laughs> Like, okay, vicious cycle. like, you know, like, or, or the chances for escape are so slim because now, oh, I, maybe I can interview for a better position at my job, but now that's one more thing that I have to carve out time on mm. when time is already hard, or that's one shift less that I take when money's already tight to be able to attend an interview right. or there's another job application elsewhere. You know, so so it's such a, a difficult and challenging thing that absolutely, like, if you have to do it, do it. Like, don't starve. Don't let your kids go hungry, whatever the case is. But it's too easy to say, like, oh, well, just take up a no. second. And, and, and I'm not saying no, no, you're saying it's easy. I, not, I, I 100% agree with you. I'm also saying, like, but my go-to is, like, when I have Chick-fil-A employees, uh, and, like, I, 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 I'm very nice to people who work on Very, very, very generous people work two jobs, people, single moms, single dads with kids. I'm very, very generous with them, very grateful, give them a lot of grace. But I always tell them, like, oh, I'm really tired. Like, I tell them, like, I know you're tired. But, you know, I always say this. I was like, but you can do it. Like, I know you can. It's so, <laughs> like, like I'm, so, I'm not trying to laugh. No, like, no, Eric's like, reaction got I know me. you're tired. No, I know you're tired, but, like, like, you like, motivational poster. No, but I'm saying, it's like, <laughs> I'm saying it's a, I'm saying like I know you're struggling with it, but like get through this and like just get through this <coughs> and like and then I'll, mm. and I'm very very like I tell them like if you need anything just let me know like mm. you're tired like you need an extra like if you want to go take an hour or long way go to it but, but sorry I I, I want to like I tell people like people like this it's like it sucks but. It will get better. Like you, it's mm. you digging, it, but it won't be like this forever. And the reason, if it, if it stays like this forever, then I would tell them, you need to examine on what you're doing wrong. Then, Ooh. because because the reason, okay, 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 Constantly, if you're a single man working constantly, 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 and you're not climbing on either job, then you gotta think is what like what am I wasting my life on? What am I wasting my time on? If you're not trying to go up any of those ladders, you're just trying to like play paycheck to paycheck, then you gotta. Uh, I, for me, this is me my personal experience. For me personally, I would think I don't want to do this forever. I gotta change something. I I want to put the effort. I don't. Want, I'm tired of working two jobs. But if I'm not putting into effort of anything of my jobs. That I'm never gonna change. Like if I have, if I have to work two jobs to live, mm. and I don't want to do that anymore, and I don't do anything about it, then I'm never gonna. Then I'm, nothing's gonna change. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like, I think one of the main things that's to, what I mean to bear in mind there is like we 
we're not as young as we used to be, but, like, we're still pretty young, and, like, the custom is that you struggle a lot in your, you know, 20s, and maybe even in, you know, in throughout your, your entire 30s, but then it's like, okay, things become more bearable when you're in your 40s, and then in your 50s, okay, 60s, like, okay, I gotta, you know, I and then I can retire, and, you know, just the, the pressure does start to ease up as you build more um, excess wealth, you know, and, and you, you have a little bit of a cushion there. But I think that what he said, I, I might not agree with the spirit of it, but what he said was right of like, okay, if, if you're working these two jobs, then you really do have to examine yourself. And I'm not saying like, you're not working hard enough or you're not applying yourself or, or you know, you're the one who's lacking, but it's like, your faith in institutions may be gullibly misplaced. And that's something you have to, you have to examine about yourself is like, you know, this sunk cost fallacy of, well, I've been working here six years and I, I bet I'm due for a promotion or a, you know, a raise any, any day now. And it's like, you need to examine the health of the institution that you're, you're working for and, and be, be willing to be honest with yourself. You know, and if you if you feel comfortable with the progress that you're making um, in wages and in, you know, responsibility, if you're trying to take on more responsibility and in future trajectory, then good. But like you need to be doing the math. Like when when people talk to me about wages or or making this much money or how much their rent is like I I bust out a calculator and I'm like, okay, let's let's sit down and and figure out is this budgetable? Is this Mm. a livable wage? And, um, you know, like when you were saying Taco Bell's going to pay 12. Okay, so whatever your hourly wage is, if you work 50, 40-hour weeks, then you multiply by you multiply your hourly wage by 2,000, and that's what your annual wage is going to be. And you're going to have taxes yeah. taken out of that. Mm-hmm. So there's one thing I do, like, Miguel, is like you can stop me anytime you want um, to say, like, that's right incorrect. Uh, so if you don't mind me, how old are you? 31. 31. Okay, so one thing I'm... Dang, bro, you old. I'm not only saying this to me. I'm going to say this to everybody in this room. But, Miguel, one thing I do find, like, it's going to sound like I'm being a kid, uh, suck up, is that, like, okay, so what I, the things so you nice. have told me is that you've worked several jobs. You went through college and stuff. Yeah. But, like, but you pushed, you pushed through it. Like, it, it must have sucked. You pushed through it. You pushed through it. You, you worked long hours and moved through the crayon, so you pushed through it. Because, I was like, I guarantee you didn't, like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm healed. And this sucks, but like, well, this is it. Like, I'm not gonna try to improve. I'm not. It's like I'm really tired. But like, you know, you pushed through it. You really pushed through it. And look at what you are now, in your thirties. And it has, correct me if I'm wrong. It has gotten, must. It is easier, to live your life now than it was in your twenties. I'm trying. But the main thing I'm just trying to say is like, it sucks. It does. But like, I really want to push. It's like you. You can do it. You can. Like. Just because, like, it's possible. It, it, it's possible. It's not. But you, like, you have, you have to want to try so, to make it possible. So I don't, I don't disagree with you. And and I'm, I, I would be the first to say that I have been blessed beyond what I am worth, beyond what I should be, mm. for sure. Same. I have yeah. been, I have been blessed. I've been lucky. I grew up in a two-parent home mm. where my father busted his home to provide, and my mother worked hard. To raise us, you know, like I've been above and beyond blessed what I should be, um, you know. But I just look at people with situations that that don't have that, um, you know. And I look at I look at you know situations where, again, like if you're working two jobs, 
you know, it, you're working two jobs because you need to and hey, like this job isn't providing what I what I want from it. But to be able to get another job, I now need to take a pay cut. Mm, what, okay. Whether yeah. whether that be I need to take time off to to go to interviews. So I'm getting mm. 50, 60 dollars less on this paycheck mm -hmm. this week or whether that's I'm just going to quit this job so I can dedicate time because if you're working two jobs I'm go you're I'm going to bank that you're anywhere from 40 to 70 hours mm. yeah, you know? yeah. I, I you know if you're doing part-time full-time I feel like that's a fair and very yeah, that's big range 40 to 70, yeah. you know that you know what's left that's your life and yeah. what's left of your of your energy and your mm. like hey you know like I'll go home and I'll study for my classes or I'll go and learn another language like how yeah. difficult is that which above is why, and beyond things? Right. Which is why I'd say it's really important to find work that you enjoy or that refreshes you or that f gives you a sense of purpose. Like, yeah. okay, I'm doing... And also, man, it is so underrated to find a job where you genuinely look forward to being around the people that you're working around. Yeah. yeah. Like, I... As a full-grown man, I miss working at Chick-fil-A yeah. often because I'm like, man, I used to wake up and be like... Oh yeah, this person's manager mm -hmm. today, and these two people are gonna be on like on front with me. Yeah, you had fun. And it's yeah. like, yeah, you just I mean, and then you got to talk theology like on your break, or you mm -hmm. know, if there was down, or if you're closing, like you'd just be scrubbing the floors and talking about predestination with like two of your you know mm -hmm. college age buddies, and it's like there there's a there really was like a a sense of camaraderie there. Mm -hmm. So so I enjoyed it. Well, I I want to go back to something that David said though, where where um. You're talking about if you have an employee and you know that he's had a, a hard time, uh, whatever it is, a, a, a long day right. or a second job or whatever, you know, you would step in and you would pick up and, and or, you know, you would help them and, right. and, and come alongside them with duties. But the ultimate question is, who, who <laughs> is that work really. going towards? Like, actually, you know, like, like that, that was when you said that, like, like that, I, you know, I'm being a little hyperbolic here, but like I was upset by that statement because that's awesome that you do that. I do that. I, I hope that other people have that compassion towards other people. But ultimately, now it's another employee giving more of themselves to the business and the business having no regard for either employee at that point. Yeah. And that's the problem. And I think that's what people are sick and tired of. Is like, like, I mean, teachers, I think, are a great example. CEOs. How many times do you not hear... Uh, like at the beginning of every August when school starts, I my Facebook is inundated with all my teacher friends that are like, hey guys, here's my classroom wish list. You know, mm. I would really love to be able to put like a decorative poster so my wall doesn't look like a prison. You know, like, and teachers pay that out of pocket. Yeah. And, and you know, the education system's a, a total different thing, but it's just another That's example of employees giving of themselves to make work bearable or doable or to come alongside other employees where the business is just blind and calloused to that right and that's why i think people are being upset it's like i mean what where's, where's the, the love I, I, you know i, I don't want to sound hippy dippy like oh my business should coddle me and yeah, get it. Like, lunch every day but like hey man like you're like, humans we have there, there was something I wanted to say is that like I was gonna say on this podcast just in case who listens, but this is what I do a lot of times. I'm being serious, is that like especially like with single parents, or, like who are like like they're working a lot of jobs, working a lot of hours, they don't get to spend time with their kids. 
I do this quite a bit actually, is I tell them to go home, be with your kids, but stay clocked in. I'll clock you out. But you stay, you go home, Oof. and you get paid for it. Like, Oof, you go don't, home. Don't we, say that on a podcast. Yeah. Well, no, no one in my Chick-fil-A listens. But I tell you, but I do this, it's because, well, I, mean, I do not do this to everybody. Probably but I case. do this, and I have permission, I have permission. I, but I tell them, like, to people, <laughs> especially like, like, I have a lot of single moms, like, I'm just exhausted. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not, I don't really get that time with my daughter, but we need the money. Mm. I look, and I do, I don't do this all the time. Because they take, I don't want them to take advantage of it. But I tell, like, I look at them and say, like, your children are a lot more than chicken. Mm. It's a lot more, <laughs> more than chicken. Go at least home. like twice as what? valuable as yeah. Chicken I was like, yeah. like, go so home. So bring your children here. Okay. Like, <laughs> it's, it's go spend time with your they daughter. They can work. And, <laughs> and I tell you, like, if they, you tell anybody this, I'm cutting you off. But like, you go home. <laughs> as you put it on gonna, a podcast. Right? But no, no one's no one from Chick Fil A is gonna listen to this. But like, you go home, spend time with your daughter, get some rest, and you can stay clocked in. I'll, we'll, we'll pay for your time with your daughter, because it. I cool. it also. And, and so so now, who takes over that work? Oh, I do. I'm oh, sure I do. I great. Do. So again, like like that sounds so like it's such a great story. Like like wow, that's awesome. But now. Everybody else or yourself have to then give more of yourself, and you're not being compensated appropriately. You're putting on, you're doing no, the work it, of I two am. people. Oh, I am. No, I am being compensated. So they're paying you extra no, your hourly because rate. What, no, what I'm getting is that I'm getting an employee that one appreciates me and that is willing to come back to this job. What he's saying is, are them. you getting wages for your work? Yes, yeah. it's by the employee. That's how I consider. It. I wages get my like wages. Money though. Yeah. You're not. Okay. Okay. You're but not, like. You're not. Okay. And, and, but also, and, and, you know what but, that's but, called? But sure. But but hold hold on. Here's the thing. I agree. Okay. A a, a valuable employee is valuable for a reason, and a, and a, a happy employee is a treasure on the team. Absolutely. But ultimately, and I, I don't mean this in a mean way. You're nobody to Chick Fil A. No, and, and I, I, again, I'm not meaning that. Like, like no, you're, like, I agree. You're replaceable. Like, like that employee is gonna come into work whether David's the manager or no, not. You know, no, I agree. But and that, that's but the that's thing. but you know like, what? But here's the reality: is this? This is what the world we live in. It's a job. Yeah. Like, okay, but like I, like, when people say like, oh, like I'm going there and like this company doesn't care for me. You're right. It doesn't. But who cares? It's they a job. Like they but, give you money. Like I don't. No, I could, that, that's such a flawed. Uh, that, okay, but do you, you want to? Hey, do you want to? Uh, I'll pay you been waiting I'll, a very I'll, long time. Yeah, I just but like, what company know. would ever like that? Really, like, hey, it like does all the things that you want it to be. No company, because you know why? It's the world we live in now, and there's no, there would never be a company that does this. Let, let it's me, a big corporation that does not care about its, the about the. Um, it's a magnet. That's yeah, something. about the first. Entry yeah. level people. No, I just wanted like it's to call a job. I wanted to ask the question that I think is good to interject here because uh, we got like really zoomed in the conversation. I want to zoom it out a little bit because what I would ask is like, what do you think an economy should value? What should an economy? An be economy based on? or an employer? An economy, because okay. I'm I'm okay. not trying to just say the people who are. Yeah, it's the whole it. thing, the whole picture. What should an economy value? Yeah, what should it like, be based? You're saying like if if I'm living in my ideal world where, yeah. oh, Cause, cause... I mean Christ likeness. <laughs> That's what I would say. Okay, so you would be paying people on how Holy Christ-like man. they are. Is... <laughs> I would pay people is by the work ethic. 
you don't right, look, but, you but, don't eat. But even work ethic to you just means how hard you work. Well, right? I, I mean no, productive labor. Productiveness. I, I, I would not consider how hard you work either. No, I would say it's like my opinion on work ethic is that um, that you owe, even if you're faking it, is <laughs> that you seem, you're you, you wanting to work. You're wanting to do your best. You're, you, I can tell that you are wanting. So quality of work. Yeah, quality of work is productivity okay I, I so, mean, so do you think yeah. it's do you think it's fair for someone to put in half the time and they're able to put as you know the same quality work as someone who has to put in twice the time okay the so you, you, let's say we work at a sweater yeah. factory and we all crochet sweaters not not like, hats oh yeah hats. <laughs> i was okay. like wait 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 yeah, hat, hat shop yeah, okay hat shop. and uh eric's able to make hats of the same quality in half the time as miguel and Eric clocks out after a four-hour shift, but he's already done all the work that Miguel's going to wind up doing over his entire eight-hour shift. Should they make equal pay? What, and I would what say, pay, yeah. What pay did they agree to work for? Exactly. Yeah, and also... Oh, man. I'd also say... Well, is that, is that, hire me in the 11th hour. Would you say that that's set in stone forever? Well, I mean, that, I, I would, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if Miguel said, I will work eight hours for $15 an hour... And Eric said, "I'll work four dollars for fifteen dollars, or I'll work for this many sweaters for fifteen dollars." Yeah, hey, that's a pitiful. Then they've they've agreed to work for that. I, it's I agree. At that point. I agree, but I also but that's think not how that employment works. I I also think that when typically, you sign up for a job, you agree. No, yeah, I well, but, 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 yeah, but, yeah, but, 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 but you use two different units of measurement. You just said, well, yeah. Eric would do this many sweaters for this much, and I would do this many hours. Yeah. Work is universal. Well, this this pay per hour. I, I, not I, universal. I, I, I think yeah. that's a flaw a, across in the, a job description. I think that's a flaw in the modern. I mean, and, and I think this is pretty much what we have to do now. But the modern idea of like hourly wages is that like you do kind of encourage that slackness. It's mm -hmm. like if if I'm gifted and you're going to pay me the same amount as this other guy, and we're both working the same, you know, it's an entry-level position. But typically what happens over a longer course of time is that the guy, if, if the gifted employee is also applying himself, he winds up climbing ladders and making more money. But I think Oof. it's a better idea to pay your employees by unit of value produced, whether that's sweaters or whatever it is. I think, I think that's a... I think you just described a flawed model. Well, can I just say this? Um, I believe all models to be flawed. Sure. Yeah, that should be on the table from the beginning. Yes. So I think <laughs> Darn that... humans. So that's why I agree with a free market. Because it allows you to figure things out mm -hmm. in the way that it you can. should look up anarcho-capitalism. <laughs> Travis, half the things you want me to look at it has to do with anarchy or... or like I, think you'd, I think you'd make a great anarchist. <laughs> oh you got the beard already. All right, yes. Um, uh, well, I guess then uh, me and Dan are going to start our own anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> but not together. Own, our own anarchy. We're going to start this government of I do of love anarchy. rules. Will that get in the way? <laughs> No, I think, uh, but so this my, the, the, the point is this is like, actually, I think a lot of what we will do or will end up doing when we talk about this, I mean, it could be anything, is in the way that we uh, lean naturally. Anyways, you like rules, so you're probably going to talk about this with an emphasis on rules. You like mm -hmm. uh, working Hanging hard and people. productivity. <laughs> yeah, but and so that's what a lot of your... You're you're coming from a different area. We're all coming yeah. from a different area. So I'm like, really if you have it, forward to his specific example, so I'm a yeah, little disappointed. You right like, now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, anime. Like, oh, what are you really going to say about well, me? 
anime? Can you say anime? No, it's not um, I, I like... Uh, but what, well, So what I would say is, like, I think a free market, productive. you're going to have to figure it out in the way that you are designed to figure it out. Now, trial you, and error. Mm-hmm. It'll be trial and error, yeah. But it's like, you might be the guy that works the $12 an hour job and maybe do two jobs or whatever, and you can make mm-hmm. it work um, just because that's how who you mm-hmm. are and the circumstances you're in. Or you might be the person who's just very innovative and very gifted and is like, I don't mm-hmm. I don't really need to put the effort in. I'm still going to make six figures mm-hmm. or like way more mm-hmm. than you. Mm-hmm. But it all will find a place and you will all mm-hmm. end up being part of that system. Mm-hmm. Um, but once mm-hmm. we start to see what, what's going on is that there are flaws and it's a generational thing. The generation no longer wants to continue on with the flaws. And so they're going to now dictate how then the system readjusts. Mm-hmm. And I, think, I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. I think the system is due for readjustment. I, I am so there with you. I think um, you. I think you make a really good point. Or maybe this isn't the point you're making. And I'm just going off of If what it's a good point, Dan, I'm going to take credit for it. I'm, no adding, <laughs> I'm adding on to your point. What I'm saying is I might be adding on to your point. <laughs> but that every single situation for every single person is different mm-hmm. and unique. And like as we've been talking around here, there hasn't been a single situation described. Every single mm-hmm. example has mm-hmm. been slightly different mm-hmm. for every single person. And so it's one of those things of, is it, a, is it a business's or a boss's job to figure out the life situation of every single employee he has? Or does he say in the interview, mm. this is what I'm contracting for. Do you this is accept what I need this? done, yeah. And this is how much I'm going to pay. Do you want the job, yes or no? Because mm. I think if we, put the, if we put the emphasis on the business to say, you have to make sure that everyone's life situation is good. And the, I mean, I've worked in, a, in small, small companies of 150 people and each with their own individual life situations, like there, it's I can just say like mm. it's impossible for a boss to do mm-hmm. that or for a board of directors to do that. <clears throat> so at the at the same time, I'm frustrated with businesses that <clears throat> act like businesses, and are you know like they're driven by profits. They're maybe like you were talking about like not caring as much about the individual employees. But then when you flip it, it's like how how do you do it the mm. reverse? How does a uh, CEO figure out the lives of 10,000 employees uh, which man. are all different I have so much to say on that and you will coming up next time coming up <laughs> on Dragon Ball Z <laughs> will Dan figure out how to never mind I'm not going to continue and we're back <laughs> <laughs> no I just you know how, how does a boss or a CEO or a board of directors figure out every individual you don't and you don't need to. I don't. I don't believe that's necessary. I think so. Instead, I think you can establish like, hey, what's a baseline? Like, mm. like, like, for like a minimum wage. Yes, but but that's let's be, but let's be honest. The minimum wage right now does not reflect the current. Um, so our, establishing a baseline isn't going to fix it. It's establishing the correct baseline. Yeah. What is which the is baseline? the correct baseline? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great question. What's like, and I, I think seventeen dollars an hour. Well, no, I mean you can. I think it can be sit down and calculated out. But I mean, what's the cost of rent in the area? What's you know generally the cost of this? There's and a lot of problems come, right now that are like we're not talking about inflation. Yeah. Well, the possible market crashing. I would say that was that was one of the that's that is a big complaint that inflation was five percent and annual raises are three percent. So yeah. you're taking a pay cut if you're yeah, not, exactly, you know, like. Yeah. So and then and then I, I really wanted to call out sorry, did that yeah, I feel like I touched on it. Uh, I mean, uh, establishing a, an accurate minimum wage. 
I think addresses is the duty of a corporation. Anybody who's employing anybody should pay fairly and freely. Yeah, and I, I think what what Dan's saying because I don't think what Dan said goes against that. It's like, but it is also up to the um, the individual, the the, uh, the applicant, yeah, to mm-hmm. uh, advocate for themselves. Sure, you know. But when but when the market is pitched against you to where, well, this is the minimum wage, and this is, I mean, mm-hmm. jobs like this pay minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. Well, and so well, what has to happen is kind of what ha- what's happening now. Where a ton of people right, yeah. are saying like, "We will not work for this low well, wages." And, and, when we and, see when we see our CEO blasting off into space, so frustrating yeah. for <laughs> for kicks and giggles. You know? I have William yeah. Shatner, and, and great. You know, to to Travis, to what you said earlier, where you're saying, you know, oh, if you work hard and you do well, then you move up the ladder. I, typically, tip, you know, yeah, yeah. I, that's not Ideally, that's right. not been the experience that I've seen across like me in the workforce or across my companions in the workforce or just friends talking about work because i mean if you think about it and this is not to help anybody in an mlm have an argument for why mlms are legitimate businesses Mm, but businesses are largely uh pyramid in in their structure you know where you have Mm. one ceo two vice presidents and you know everything is a hierarchy every frontline employee who's good can't move up because you know, at at some point, there's there's a a, a maximum a of yeah. you know of, of middle management, and a maximum of this. Yeah. So, so there are um, issues and, and and caps there. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's it's a a very easy like oh if you work hard you move up. It's like no, not always. And and oh you work hard you move not, up. But if you can't move up in your company, yeah. you move up. You find another company. And and yeah, and, I get and, that the answer is not always, but I mm-hmm. I would say it is. Well, typical, but, but that's what we're know. seeing now. Maybe not and, and, and now. I, well, th- I think that's what we're seeing now in the labor yeah, shortage. I, but what that's what I'm seeing? trying to say is like maybe just not now yeah. anymore. I, I think that... I think over the last couple of years, specifically with COVID, there's been a huge upset. Yeah, but I, mm. I think that that upset is less indicative of the structures as they existed, um, just for for time immemorial, and more to do with the way that the government has fumbled. No. Um, the the COVID response. I'll, I'll disagree because here, because I think here's what's happened. You have a lot of people died, unfortunately. You have a lot of people who are sick and you know unable to work or unwilling to work because mm-hmm. of health conditions or fear. And you have mm-hmm. a bunch of people who just said, you know what, I'm close enough to retirement. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do this. Mm-hmm. Kind of falls into the second camp. So then you have a bunch of employees that said, well, <clears> I can <throat> stay working frontline, or now that I am a good employee. Um, or that I've been a good employee, there's plenty of opportunity for me to move up, whether it's in this company or another company. Mm-hmm. So it's no longer great employee A, great employee B, and good employee C, and only A is getting promoted. Now all three of those guys can move up, and your front line is now largely diminished, mm-hmm. and is left with people who don't want to work, as the media says, you know? Where it's like, oh, you know, like there's a, there's a labor shortage on the front line. Because people have had the upward mobility now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, half a million people dead is a small percentage of the national population. Mm-hmm. It's a large percentage of the working population. Okay, I I would actually be interested in breaking out a calculator. And I don't know the specific numbers. But not, even, not only, like, those who have died total of, of COVID, but, like, 
It's almost eight hundred thousand miles. How, yeah, I, I, how I, I wanted to go low. Yeah. Just how, how many of those people are below the age of sixty-five? Because it is a minority, like a, a decent minority of that number. Um, and not to say that everyone who's sixty-six is already retired and out of the workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I would want to do the the math of okay, let's say that's three hundred fifty um, thousand. Um, Americans and it's like okay well what's what's the working population of America yeah and, yeah. and, and but e- even if it is you know two uh, percent like a two percent shift in the nation's econ- like the largest most uh, active let's say uh, economy in the world like that that's a huge you know shift yeah well I would I would say that the pandemic uh, as far as deaths mm-hmm. and everything is very is 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 a part of it, but just a small part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, I would say small but significant. Yeah, we'll see. Like, you know, we have to. Mm-hmm. I do think that we would have to actually do the math and see. Um, but what I want to say, like from what I've been seeing for myself, and like I have, I have friend, I have a friend at least that's uh, been in a job that, you know, and we talked about this going mm-hmm. to a Christian college and then going out there and not necessarily finding our place, mm-hmm. but we went to school for it. And I think that mm-hmm. that's not just a experience for people who go to Christian college. I think it's just mm-hmm. going to university yeah. In, yeah. in the first place. That's happening more and more. I got my degree in dance. That's <laughs> <laughs> just so, but it's true. You could do that. Um, but it's just like, you know, I have a friend who it just happens to be Christian college and all mm-hmm. stuff and trying to figure that out. Uh, but like, my sister, for instance, who has a well-paying job at six figures, but it's a very stressful and political job. Mm-hmm. And so she is leaving that job. Mm, yeah. And she is thinking about what am I going to do? Maybe mm-hmm. go back to school for something else. Maybe mm-hmm. be like a nurse or something. So yeah. completely. <laughs> There's too much hustle. I'm going to be getting nurse. Well, yeah. right. I was like, my job's very stressful. Let me go be a nurse. Uh, so, right. I mean, but the, the, the point is that I think that this generation or maybe kind of a... Mm-hmm combination of generations now yeah are more uh they have more of a tendency to do that than maybe the generations before yeah Yeah, to say like look you sold me on this idea that if i hustled that like that was the american dream but are are you telling me that the dream is like just this kind of standard like crappy american existence right and i mean the thing is one if you compare the standard crappy american experience to most humans in most places for most Mm -hmm. of human history it's like wow what a fantastic opportunity you have to live in Mm air-conditioned uh homes and to have access to penicillin and you know blah 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 Mm -hmm. but then it's like it i I Mm -hmm. do get that like people it's very easy to become disenfranchised with the notion that like yeah i've made it you know this is it i've i've finally achieved peak uh happiness you know like it doesn't deliver which Mm -hmm. i would say there's a very clear spiritual reason for that Mm -hmm. you know yes um and i think that maybe this generation generations might be more um innovative Mm. um in the ways they want to address the problem of meaning well, yeah, meaning, but also finding like that dream, whatever that yeah, that yeah. means. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, I think, I, I agree with a lot. Like, hey, a lot of us came up with the, you know, work hard, do what you want. You know, like if you mm-hmm. if you work hard, you dedicate yourself. You know, you can have the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I, I think the I think the disenfranchisement <laughs> um, I enunciated that poorly um, <laughs> like a Frenchman yeah uh, of of <laughs> the workforce is not um, hey I, I hustled and I'm not living the dream it's um, I'm I'm willing to work but I'm not earning what I should earn and and you know like I you know I I, I heard somebody younger than me say it um, you know I don't have to do what I love but what I do needs to pay for me to survive mm. you know mm-hmm. and like like my 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 photography business is doing great I love it I enjoy it mm-hmm. it's helping but my Monday through Friday mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it mm-hmm. but you know what mm-hmm. I show up faithfully mm-hmm. I clock in I work hard mm-hmm. I clock out and I go home and that job enables me to have the yeah. nice things that I have mm-hmm. yeah. and I think there are plenty of people who are willing to do that but the job is not putting up its end of the bargain mm-hmm. of, yeah. like hey we don't need Mickey Mouse here oh boy hi welcome you know how can I sell you some chicken you know like they're like you know Yo, show up work hard it was like why are you bringing chicken into it was like thing? Brooklyn New York, Brooklyn yeah. Mickey Mouse selling chicken yeah Oh you know? boy! Yeah, um, you shoot know, the swan. Show up, work hard. <laughs> what? Shoot the swan. That's a Brooklyn. Yeah. That's like talk the talk. Yeah. Shoot Anyways, the swan. I've never heard that. Shoot um, the swan. I've heard shoot the breeze. Yeah. No, they they have a different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shoot the swan, man. Yeah. I think it's messed up. But you know, like I, I think I think no, too it's... many people are are seeing like, hey, you know what? Like I'm I'm willing to show up. I'm willing to work. I'm willing to put in, but I'm not getting I'm not getting where I should be. I'm not mm. getting what I should get. Mm. I'm not able to survive mm. off of this. And I think that, what do you mean by, well, never mind, go ahead. Well, I might be saying the same thing that you're going to say in a minute. Uh, survival? I think one of the things that's important to remember for, man- for management of people is motivators versus frustrators is a really helpful diagram. And, and so it's like, well, how much, like the whole idea of like crowning the wrongs to success to get more money is not really a huge motivator because money is not going to motivate people to work harder or do better, but it will frustrate. Yeah, mm. which is the fuss, which is the the fascinating thing. <laughs> which is the uh, frustrating. The frustrating. Uh, the fascinating thing because as we're talking around here, the problem all stems around of like feeling not like you're not paid enough. Um, so it's the frustrating piece. You you feeling like that's undervalued, but there's more to it than that. Uh, because I think the the other frustrating pieces are like the devaluation of you as a person. You having to pee in bottles, you know, because you can't take bathroom. Like the treating of employers like robots, I think that is what employers or employees. Employees. Okay. Um, and I think that's what causes a lot of people be to to quit and leave is the fact that they're you know in Mm. factories that are you know like my they're not being treated like humans. Yeah, my uncle has worked in a factory where it it gets up to one ten, one fifteen in the summer. Yeah. And because there's no heating and there's no cooling, so when it's winter, it's 30, 30, 40 degrees. Yeah. And most warehouses situations are like that. Yeah. And and That's it's not like common. You know, you also think I I I love the the saying like you should compare our society to actual societies and not to hypothetical utopias mm. because it's like okay, if, if you think man like um and, and I agree like it's a legitimate complaint to say like as an Amazon worker I barely have time for a bathroom break mm-hmm. and by you know my lunch break by the time I get to the lunch area and blah 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 and then it's like okay think of the the coal miners in like mm. uh England in the 1880s who like they had to crawl 
uh, what, two miles down a coal shift. And that was their commute to work. Like, they didn't get paid for the crawl. Then they started mining, and they destroyed their health while they were down there. And then they had to crawl two miles <coughs> back. Mm-hmm. And it's like they made a dollar a day mm-hmm. in today's money mm-hmm. for doing that. And it's like they, mm-hmm. like, it, it, it's just, you know, and mm-hmm. then that person would look at, I don't know, like a like a Rockefeller and a, a Carnegie or whatever mm-hmm. the British equivalent <laughs> of that is. And, um, sure. <laughs> J.K. Rowling I I get in, in J. the 1880s. J.K. Rowling, yeah. the coal baron. <laughs> <laughs> the coal baroness, thank you. Um, and it's like, there, there's a sense in which you can really appreciate the fact that, like, you know, mm-hmm. these people getting the reputation of robber barons is, is somewhat mm-hmm. deserved. And then it's like, you also miss the days when, like, a billionaire's vanity project was like, I'm going to start schools yeah. and, and make libraries Library, yeah. and improve mm. public. Like, I'm going to name a wing of a hospital after myself. Yeah. And people are like, oh, no, don't flex your money that way. <laughs> but please, you know, we need medicine and, <laughs> and doctors and hospital beds. So, mm. um, but yeah, it's like it, you just the, the great wish is that the people who were benefiting astronomically from this uh, exploitation would at least pour back uh and i don't mean like oh by making jobs available and hey i I know that you know um (coughs) what is it the blue ocean thing jeff bezos's um blue origin Origin. yeah Mm -hmm. it's like well it made jobs in industrial engineering and in in uh you know rocket surgery uh (laughs) like you know it's like well he's he's creating jobs it's like okay you would really like to see him also do things that are mm-hmm. charitable in and of themselves and not just like the the uh beneficial uh happenstance consequences of what he's already doing mm-hmm. you know so it's it, at one point i want to compare myself to my great great however many greats grandfathers who were those you know, coal miners and phosphate <laughs> miners and, and, you know, ranchers and, you know, mm-hmm. people who they really did have to have to scrounge out a living. And, and when Miguel, I hear you say, like, you know, if I'm going to work this minimum wage job, I should be able to survive. It's like, yeah, we for the most part, we the 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 survival, the existence that we can scrape by living is still very much better than the existence that other people could scrape by living. But you would still like to see it improve mm-hmm. i i think more you know i think we should be grateful like i think mm-hmm. you know oh if i look back at like mm-hmm. the work of my mm-hmm. forefathers had to do should be grateful but i don't think like i think it should be but not complacent yeah uh, but I, I also think it should be set to the standard of our current day and age and and location um you know like because it's like Hey, there are people who live off of literal, like literally insects, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like, hey, like that is a that is that's living, and you can do that here in the United States. Find mm-hmm. an abandoned home, and mm-hmm. you know, hope they don't hire a, mm-hmm. a, a pest control company, and mm-hmm. and you're rich in yeah. food, you know. It's mm-hmm. but it's like it's like no, that that's not that's not. And when I say acceptable, I don't mean you know uh, culturally acceptable. Mm-hmm. It's just that's not acceptable within within our society. Yeah, it, it in, reflects in, in poorly on where, the type of society that creates those people. Yeah, <clears throat> well, that and just the the 
access <clears throat> to food and the variety of food and the food that goes to mm-hmm. waste. Instead, they'd be like, well, yeah, you could survive eating on insects, though, but they get away with, they you know, that it, it's that there that dis that discrepancy is so is so problematic. Mm. And so absolutely like look at, you know, coal miners three mm. generations ago and, and, and be grateful. But I don't think we should look at coal miners three generations ago and mm. be like, well, they do I, it. We could do it. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree I, with I, you on that. Yeah, or 10 year olds in Bangladesh today. You yeah. know, it's like, but, 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 but yeah, I, I see and that's why I say location, you know? like, you know, absolutely. You know, those, mm. those, Ten-year-olds in Bangladesh are working and they're earning not uh, a fair wage at all, mm-hmm. you know. And to sit there and go, well, I'm in a better location than them. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But the access that you have mm. is so much more. Um, and you would hope that it would be more evenly, of course. Like spread, of course. You know? Yeah, I'm not saying like, lucky me, sucks for you, tough luck. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I would, I, I hope, and I, my desires for equality there but Mm. um you know the fact that's like hey it's ridiculous to look at tent cities Mm. in some of the most populated or richest cities in Mm. one of the most developed nations in the world and think that Mm. that is acceptable you know Mm. um i just i just I fear saying I take offense is too strong, but I take offense to that. You know, I take offense to, to, you know, the fact that there's the, the argument can be, well, you know, people have agreed to earn a federal minimum wage of $8 an hour and, you know, they can just work harder <coughs> and, you know, they can pick up a second job and if they're slacking, you know, someone else in that workforce can can step in and, and, and take that shoulder and that's incredible that's amazing but i i don't want to lose sight of the fact that there's somebody who's also just sitting down just raking in yeah money and, and that's and, always been the case and, and i but it's like I, I think one of the foundation questions you got to ask is like what does this world owe you yeah. like did, i mean did you did you like rap on the uterus wall and act and and ask to be born with like mm. two functioning eyes, and it's like, hey, mm. God, can when I when I'm placed in a womb, can I not be in Indonesia? Could I actually be born into America? And it's like, mm. I, I I get, I, I get the frustration of like you see uh, people who are basically you know sitting on their butts and and raking stuff in. I mean, as as much as I have a distaste for Jeff Bezos, I don't. At least that's not his legacy. Like he really did create something that was of value. Um, but you know you can look at the the dukes and duchesses of of mm-hmm. the medieval period where it's like they literally did nothing but spend their great great grandfather's money and it just never ran out because the state kept uh, subsidizing it. Mm-hmm. But it's like what is what what standard of life does this world owe you? I have a better question. Okay. What standard of life does this nation owe me? And I think that is a far more relevant question. Okay. So because then what's but what, because... then what's the answer? Like life, what? liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, because okay. it's what's, I mean, and like, I, because here's the thing, like, I agree with your comment of, like, what does this world owe me? Nothing. This, this world owes me survival of the fittest. Okay, so life, you know, but, liberty, pursuit of happiness. But what, but, you know, like, again, I think we need to look at the time and, and location of our circumstances. So do we want to take and, those one by one then? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, life. So I should, I should be able to have, to, to be alive, 
And to sustain <laughs> that life, I would say. Okay. And to sustain that life, I would argue medical care. I would argue the ability to access nutrients or nutrition. And I would have access to shelter. Now, do I think that that should just be provided to me? No, I think, there's, I think it's fair to say that there needs to be an exchange, right? But that exchange needs to be able to, if, if I'm giving you myself, whether it be my work effort or my physical body in, 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 in manual labor, you know, then the exchange would be that the, that the, that the society has set up a, a, a baseline of saying, okay, you have put in your end. Our end guarantees you this minimum. Okay, and that which affords... is, you're saying like access to all Medicare that I need or medical care that I need. Uh, yes, just to okay. keep the arguments easy. So yes. if I like whatever condition I'm born with, I should be guaranteed, um, you know the the. Dang, that would be pretty nice. Things that I would need mm -hmm. in order to this. address it. Yeah, I, I I would I would I think. Painting a broad brush, yes. At what cost? Again, painting with a broad brush, my contribution to society. If 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 I'm contributing to society, I think the society needs to contribute back. So I think I think what that entails is for your developmental years, adequate education so that you can so that you you're setting up the foundation to produce an individual that's contributing to that society. So good education, good health care and you know uh access to food and and i think we're kind of jumping into other aspects of like yeah, liberty and pursuit of happiness but i think i think they're like, all interwoven I, I i i don't disagree with the concepts of like it would be better if people had access to these things and i'm not i'm not like a constitutional uh originalist i guess by by you know the strictest definition <clears throat> but like that's definitely not what the founding fathers intended when they said life. And I'm, like I said, I'm not saying that their intention is gospel. Mm -hmm. um, but what they meant is that the government is not going to strip you of your life. Not, hey, you know, the, the best thing we have right now for gout is, you know, this tree root. And so we're going to make sure that that's distributed to every... Um, you know, every, every village, uh, every village uh, doctor and that, you know, it's, it's like what they meant is like the government's not going to take your life. Now, if you're born blind, like, man, that's so unfortunate. And, and what's going to help you, especially at that point, more than anything else, is to be surrounded by a family and a community of faith that's going to, um, you know, help fill up your weaknesses. Um, did you did you also mean like not even like death penalty? No, they I mean, the. What I'm saying is that the government, you can forfeit your rights to life, liberty, because you go to prison, so no liberty, um, and the, the capacity to pursue your uh, happiness. But it's like, though that's the standard that mm -hmm. men are born into the world with. Mm. Um, you can't, you know, kill... You arbitrarily. Yeah, for like yeah. bad press. Yeah. Which other countries are doing. They're killing journalists because they don't like what they print about them. So yeah. things like mm -hmm. that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so it's like, I... Men, and I'm sure... We can go ahead and do the same thing with, with liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And it's like, I, I get that it would be far better if, you know, fewer people were poor or if, you know, billionaires just felt really, really generous and, and you know, started to, <coughs> to pour into, um, you know, poverty-stricken neighborhoods. But it's like, I, I don't... 
think that that's necessarily something that's owed by mm-hmm. definitely not by the world, which it seems that you would agree with. And it's like, I, I, my expectations for America are not really that high. Mm-hmm. No, so, I, I mean, boy, am I, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of America, but I'm also not like one of those like, oh, I'm going to go move mm-hmm. to Europe or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that. Where they have no government corruption. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I do think that we, and I've said this before in other podcasts episodes so i don't necessarily want to go too into it i we can do better um we can and, certainly can and and uh you know we can do better and, uh, and, there, and there in be... as much i think one of the, the helpful things is like in as much as it is within your power to fight for that change do it yeah you know but then it's like when throwing up your hands which i'm not saying at all is what you're doing but i see people throw up their hands and say man, the system's broken, and, like, this is so bogus, and it, okay, okay, well, like, that and a dollar nineteen now will buy you a, a can of Coke or whatever it is, you know, that, like, that, it, it's, that doesn't contribute to the solving of your problem, and I think one thing, I mean, it, especially in times past, but even now, is, like, being plugged into a community, so, like, if, if you say, yeah, you're good, um, if you say, like, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, luckier than I deserve, or like I, my life situation is better than I deserve. It's like, man, the things that have improved my station in life most have been uh, because of my rootedness in um, structures of faith and community. Mm. Yeah, so, I yeah, I think I do think that it, it it is worth kind of making sure that you you define those terms too, because when you say like is is the is are you getting enough to survive mm-hmm. one of the things we have to realize is how expensive our lives yeah. become versus life is not free 10 years ago 20 years ago yeah. like we have 600 hundred dollar phones in our pocket mm. that we buy regularly every couple of years mm. that they were not buying in the 90s mm-hmm. like you know we, we that was not a cost in the 90s they you weren't buying expensive tvs yeah. you weren't like uh the things that we're making and that we're buying technology wise has I think that's part of, for my, in my opinion, I think that's what one of the major things of why they're all of a sudden now this, this period, there's an unsettling of, we can't afford this. Yeah. So as, and I don't want to sound harsh, but it's, it's my thing of when we say I've got to make enough to survive. Yeah. That might mean you don't have a phone or a TV. Yeah. Um, it might mean you don't have a lot of, I mean, when I was in uh, grad school, I had a mattress on the floor, like, mm. it, and there yeah. was. It, it literally looked like a terrorist cell because I had maps of Israel on the wall <laughs> yeah. and a mattress on the floor. Wow. It may mean that you don't have a computer, like, but you have food and yeah. water and shelter. Yeah, what it, um, what it takes to like, survive. Like, what does it, it, it mean, you know, what it means to survive? And I think, I don't know, I, like, I get I get the idea of, like, saying, let's zero into just the na- mm. uh, our nation, but if it's okay for the people in Bangladesh to suffer, why mm. is it not okay for people here? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's and, you know, and uh, Doug Wilson said like your smartphone is the equivalent of owning a hundred slaves, you know, to to mm. be able to say like, hey, give me the uh, give me the the Latin word for this, or like, hey, can you show me this chord on a guitar, or hey, like, give me a, give me hours and hours of mm-hmm. of a well designed story and entertainment mm. and you know all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Well, to to argue Miguel's point, mm-hmm. who's not here right now, I think what he's trying to say is that you know. You don't need uh, 
like a, a TV. I would argue you do need a phone. You do need an employer to be able to contact you. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something that employers are going to look mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. Do you have a it's mode like of transportation? transportation. Yeah. It's like five bucks for a landline. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you could get a land, but I'm just saying you do need a phone. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you need a smartphone? No. Yeah. But people are suffering in Bangladesh, and you have to look at the countries, and if you compare them, it's like, what does Bangladesh have, and what does the United States have? And I would, mm-hmm. I would argue, well, the United States has a lot more mm-hmm. to offer so that people aren't suffering in that way. And I don't mm-hmm. even, I would even say it's almost, I don't see it. It's impossible to make, it's mm-hmm. actually kind of hard to suffer in the way that people suffer in third world countries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it shouldn't even happen oh, here. Um, but <clears throat> we're not, obviously we're not Bangladesh. Like our mm-hmm. GDP is mm-hmm. really, really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So there, there is, there are problems here mm-hmm. and how to fix those problems. But my, my issue is everybody's got different standards. Mm. Yeah. You know? That was kind of what I was keying in on is yeah. it's not necessarily caught up a survival or not. It's, it's that standard of living adjustment. Yeah. It's the fact that we're saying what we want to afford is a lifestyle right. because mm-hmm. we've upped mm-hmm. the comfort level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've heard people say this, that, you know, you got life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, mm-hmm. but it's the pursuit of happiness and never the guarantee of happiness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which who can really guarantee that mm-hmm. for you. Uh, but because, you know, it's, this is... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, because, like, you were talking about how an employer can really help out 150 different people mm-hmm. right and that's a smaller business right mm-hmm. well now we're you know 330 million people in one country how do you do that that's mm-hmm. very difficult that's why i'm all for free market mm-hmm. and more freedom just for the people to figure out because it is natural for people to figure those things out mm-hmm. you will mm-hmm. fall into place somewhere mm-hmm. and even though you don't like the system a system will form mm-hmm. now you could always reform or, or mm-hmm. do whatever which i think is what is going on mm-hmm. i think we're going to have a different system Mm-hmm. Lord willing, yeah. it's going to be okay. <laughs> it could be a very painful process, but um, maybe I, I could see this being very much a French Revolution. Not not to that extent, but like I mean, I could see it to that extent as well. And then we're mm. you know we're living out Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never going to see if it's really favored musical or not because mm-hmm. it's, good music. it's a lot of singing. Mm. But anyways, um, I would be interested to see like what. What what a like American twenty first century revolution look like because we don't suffer, Mm. so probably one of the worst things. So it's like so it's like what do what do comfortable people look like when they revolt? Yeah, Mm. that's my that's my curiosity. Uh, They they look whiny, is how they look. It's like oh man, all of my all my basic needs are met. I did want to make this to your point because I thought it was really good. Is there seems like there's like a blend of two things that need to go on, of, you know. From the the system itself is looking down to the way it needs to reform itself, but then also people need to advocate individually for themselves. Because um, I think the hard truth is, is like I want to care for you, but there's like an innate survival instinct in me where I'm like I'm more, what's the word I'm looking for? Enthusiastic. Mm. I'm more driven to care for myself and figure my own problems out. Which is kind of what I was saying. Is like if I got a, you know ten thousand people in the company. Um, as an employer, I know that those 10,000 are each trying to survive mm. and they're going to be able to give attention to their problems. So you need both. Mm. Like, you need the top level and the bottom level of the person figuring it out. Mm. I think... Oh, I just I just got to jump out real quick, guys. Mm. So. Good to see you. We'll be back in 10 minutes. minutes.
No, no. Real, real quick. You. It's gonna last about. So a we're week. gonna talk about uh, why you should not discuss I, your pay. I was uh. Wait, we never got to that's that. That's gonna kill me. I was gonna ask you, like, yeah. if you were to start your own company, well, how would you want it? How would you? I do have my own company. Like, yeah, but like, how and how do you? In, this, this seems like it's gonna need a part. Four two. words or less. Yeah. Uh, what? Four words or less. Free bagels. I'm kidding. Yeah. Free bagels. Yo, my no, company. Like, my I, company gives free bagels, and I kind of miss Friday. them. Look, like I, I've, I've, you know, I just switched over my video editor, um, and I had someone come up to me. He goes, "Hey, how much, uh, you know, how much are, you, how much are you paying for? Because uh, we outsource our video editing." He goes, "How much are you paying?" I gave him the number. He goes, "I'll do it for less." I said, "Absolutely not." Mm. I said, "If I'm paying you, I'm paying you at least the same. Mm. I want to see your quality of work, and I'll, I'm happy to pay you more mm-hmm. because that should be reflected." We worked uh, a gig where we brought on someone that wanted to train with us. Um, you know, we have hopes that, and we have full faith that she's going to be photographing as a second shooter, not just a trainee. Mm-hmm. We brought her in. We paid her, you know, where mm-hmm. she was like, no, you don't have to pay me. You know, the my second shooter, his wife watched our kids. And she was like, no, you know, you're, you're you know, my husband's working for you. You know, mm-hmm. don't worry, I'll watch your kids. Absolutely not. We paid her, you know. And, uh, you know, the, you know, we got a tip at a wedding. Um, it was three of us contracted and then we brought in the trainee. Uh, we divided that tip evenly four ways. Uh, so if you, and if you actually think about it, or no, sorry, that's technically not true. The, the second shooter, uh, got more than the trainee, but the trainee still earned on a, on a tip. And if you think about it, like that devalues the owners of the company who I was doing lead photography, or sorry, I was doing lead videography, Amanda was doing lead photography, and the second shooter was doing photo, and the trainee. The trainee and the second shooter earned just as much as Amanda and I did, even though they had less claim and less responsibility. But it was only fair, hey, they were here, they were providing a service, this tip is for the service. Mm. You know? And so, like, I, I run a very, a, you know, I, I think above the board mm. uh, business, and you want to have employees that are enthusiastic uh, to like yeah. you know if they feel like they're a part of mm-hmm. the yeah, team. They, that that's the thing is that a, a lot of companies their culture it's like oh we're a family we're all looking at but it's like you don't treat us like family yeah, yeah. you treat us like well you know I chattel. I, I learned mm. um, as an example you know I, I had a relative and I was in grade school and and she's like hey you know y- you give you know a good like neck massage come give me a neck massage and I'd give her a neck massage and she'd pay me. And I'm like, no, you don't have to pay me. She goes, no, I, w- I want to pay you because one day I'm going to want a neck massage and you're not going to want to do it. Mm. And who are you giving neck massages to? Uh, an aunt. Just, you oh. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, I thought it was like Whoever on the stream. No, 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 it's no, like no, other no, like, work <laughs> ethic conversation. No, 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 no. no, no. Like, like I give I all of my employees well. neck no, massages. When, when I was in grade school, you know, she'd be like, hey, you know, like I have a, you know, a, you know, a, a mm-hmm. knot in my neck. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so she, she'd give me a dollar and I was like, no, it's all good. She goes, no, like you did work. I want to compensate you for it. And one day I'm going to ask you for a neck massage and you might not want to do it, but I've now incentivized you to do it because I value it and I've shown you that I value it, you know? Mm. And, and that just rings true in, Hey, I got a tip. I could pocket that and not tell anybody and like get in the car at the end of the night and be like, Hey Amanda, look, we just earned an extra two, three, four hundred bucks, or I could divide that out to the people because they worked and they earned as well, 
and say, hey, look, Amanda, you know, we earned an extra 75 bucks, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and I think that makes a world of difference. Mm-hmm. And as as a business owner, like, I'm proud mm-hmm. of that, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I walk away from that situation, not with, like, patting my back, like, I'm so good, I'm so great, but, like, that is how you run a good business. And I know mm-hmm. that I treated those people fairly, mm-hmm. and I valued them. And mm-hmm. maybe they don't know how much I valued them, you know, monetarily, but they know, like, hey, that was a significant, like, they walked away with an extra hundred bucks in their pocket, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that feels good. Like, I, I'm with you, I think, trust me, your employees know. Like, they, they know. Like, I'm not, I'm legit, I promise, I'm not trying to, like, do my own tone, but, like, I guarantee, especially my old chick flame, you were to ask, like, who was the, their best manager, they would, I guarantee they would say my name. Like yeah. I, 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 yeah. I was there was times I was like tough on people. Even the people you wrote their names in a notebook. Like no, I mean, I was, I'm not saying that there were some people like I had to pull I had to pull the weeds for my. For what the, about that girl you golden, made cry? For the, for the golden scroll. <laughs> I'm saying that something I say I have you have to pull some weeds for your golden scroll. But I would say like I treat <laughs> I seriously do like treat my employees like like yeah. I don't do it just because like oh what they give me it back to me. No, I really do treat them like as if like they were family. Like but, I really do put the effort up. But you know like. I, I confidently say, like, I can say the same thing. Like, I've had employees that, like, I know I was, and I, and my employees know, like, I would never make you go do something that I wouldn't do myself yeah, first. Yeah, You know? I, I agree would, with you. I would not give you the crappy job, you know? Or I would, you know, when we do weddings and they're like, oh, we only scheduled three meals and there's four of you. I'm like, okay, I go hungry. Yep. Like, that's fine. Feed them, you know, like, I'm good. But my experience and what I've seen the experience of others is, in corporate America, yeah, the one who ends, like, I am my business. I go hungry. Mm. But when I am middle management or when I am mm. a little bit higher than that, guess what? I go hungry, not the company. Right. Mm. And that's where I think the problem falls. And that's why mm. I, have, I take such issue. Is mm. like, oh, Miguel's my favorite manager. He looks out for me. Miguel's my favorite manager. He doesn't make me do you know, junky stuff, mm-hmm. you know, Miguel cleans up the puke, you know, whatever. And it's like, great. But one, the buck stopped with me. My the company doesn't do that for me. Mm-hmm. The company says, Hey, there's puke. Somebody go clean it up. Miguel, that's you, mm. you know? And two, the, the, the company, when I am giving more of myself, there's no more reward there's no comp more compensation from the company mm. except for maybe this nebulous like you worked hard you might get a promotion if a promotion is available right. Right. you mm. might get a pay raise that falls short of national inflation you know mm. like like there's this nebulous potential reward that that apple never never drops mm. and they're quick with the stick but slow with the carrot and that tends to be a problem and so that's why when i look at my business I, I get a tip at the end of the night. They're getting that tip right back. You know, it, ha- it and I'll tell you, I mean, I'm not proud to say it, but it happened where my second shooters did a job for me and they hit me up three days later and they're like, hey, can I get payment? I look at them and I said, that's unacceptable. You know, like, I'm not mad that we did, got home at two in the morning and we didn't pay them at two in the morning, but three days later, that's, nobody should ever ask for their money. No, we should I agree, be yeah. We should be freely giving them their money. And that also doesn't happen. 
Yeah. And that definitely doesn't happen in corporate America when it is possible to do it in corporate America. Mm. They have access to your bank account. They do direct deposit. They could pay you out daily if you wanted. And the technology is coming to pay you hourly even. You know? Bitcoin. Not saying that that's, that's right, actually Bitcoin. necessary, mm -hmm. but, you know, like, mm -hmm. there's aspects of this that it's not equal. Mm. And, it, and it's not even pushed to be equal. And then when people are upset and they push for that equality well then the script goes well or, people don't want to work or there's or just a, humanity there's a shortage like i because i get the idea of okay if i'm if i'm the business owner you know i'm i'm taking more of a capital risk than these other people are that are you know signing up to work underneath me and and it's like okay i'm i'm not even asking necessarily as your employee to be treated equally or to make as much money and if you as the leader as the ceo want to take a you know, one and a half or even a double cut of the tip, you know, whatever it is uh, that you get. It's like, I, I get that, but just treat me like a human, you know, mm. yeah. um, acknowledge that I have feelings. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like, if, if you can live, if you can work for a company that does that, like that is, that is tremendous, yeah. you know, um, and don't work for a company that's not like that. And then they're going to be forced to be a company like that. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, I feel like yeah, with a lot of there, corporate companies... There will companies, always be people who are who are needful enough of the money that they're willing to be treated like dirt to well, make it. What I was also yep. going to say is that... Because I think you hit... Someone hit on it. I love you. I'm sorry, I have to leave. The family language. I'm sorry, you have to leave. <laughs> and um, I've seen it where... Um, they, they, like, they, they realize, okay, people you know, are human beings and we need to talk about like mm -hmm. family and all this stuff. But it's all like superficial. Mm -hmm. And so then it almost comes, it, it really is cult-like, mm -hmm. you know? Um, it's something that I mm -hmm. noticed a while back about companies. It's, it's very much worshiping the company. Mm -hmm. This is why I was asking if, if, mm -hmm. if it's, you know, I, don't know, I can't say like if corporations should exist, they've always existed and they mm -hmm. always will. But how wary we should be of corporations. I, I do think they are cult-like, especially nowadays. It's all about worshiping. No, I agree. Yeah, the company. I think they yeah. can be, which is why it's mm -hmm. I I. Well, like, and I, I say corporation. I don't mean any company. Yeah. Yeah, and I I get what you mean, but I think what's helpful is just actually working for a cult. You know, like I do, which is I work for okay, not mm -hmm. a cult, but like I work for a, a Christian school. And I work for a church and it's like, Wait, what? I, but I, I work for a place where when they say, Hey, I, I'm, I really am sorry that I can't pay you mm -hmm. more than I can pay you. But like, look at the difference that you're making in these kids lives, you know, either at the church or at the, at the school. And it's like, mm -hmm. I actually do get to look at those kids and be like, man, like it, it is worth it. It's, it's a worthwhile sacrifice, you know, and I do feel like I'm part of a family. I feel because mm -hmm. I am part of the family. I'm the part of the family of the faith, mm -hmm. at, uh, at least in my church. And I know I'm not a member of the church where my school is, but it's still, um, mm -hmm. it, it feels more like a family than it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm, I'm the guy who sits up in the, um, the supervisor's room. And then you guys are all on the assembly line working together, but like, oh, I'm just like one of you. I'm, I'm like uncle, pat up there in the you know in the ivory tower yeah so that's like i i and i get the whole like you know that push to be like let's let's make it like a family and like we should be you know employers should seek to treat people with decency and respect 
but it's I mean it's not a family. My family doesn't pay me to be there. So like my workplace, yeah. I don't want to exist like my family. Exactly. I want I want there to be a separation. And then the other thing I think I don't I'm not super great with business and so this is not really my forte, but I do think there is a point to say that the beast is different the bigger it gets. Mm. So yeah. with Miguel's example, I totally respect that's a very micro yeah. business where you can be the boss that does that. Mm-hmm. How do you do that when you're if a corporation you're that takes in 30 billion a year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a whole different, it functions differently. And I think, and I think we can get frustrated and point fingers and I'm trust me, I'm like the one of the person that wants, you know, point angry fingers, but I can, I can have a sympathy of <laughs> those are angry things when money's mo- when, when it, things are moving around like that. It's a little more complicated than we, it's a lot more complicated than we give it credit for. Like we think that they're just sitting there with like money bags and they're just told with holding. Yeah. But you know, my dad was an accountant for years for a company that was one of those major, like, you know, a couple hundred billion a year company. Yeah. Um, and you just lose via like accounting errors, like two million dollars that you have yeah. to go and account for just for that plant. And like, and I talked to him like that. I'm like, how do you have a, how do you misplace two yeah. million dollars? He's like, well, I feel like dig through it and we'll usually find it somewhere. But there's this massive amount of thing, and I think when the bigger you, the bigger you get, usually the sturdier you get. But I think one of the things we forget is, man, like Kmart went bankrupt almost overnight, like a blink of an eye. And so we think of these things like, oh, they're totally fine, and and they're just sitting on this comfortable, you know, stack of cash, and they're withholding it from their employees. And I think it's a little more complicated. Mm-hmm. And they have, and see these like CEOs and higher execs in corporate America have to deal with the fact that if it goes under on their watch it was their fault and they could tank the whole thing and have everybody out on the street yeah and there's a lot of pressure behind that so i think and i think there's there's that element to judge as well and how does someone who's you know who's a boss over a company that is headquartered out of like charlotte yeah. make you feel like you know he's connected to you and you know self-sacrificing yeah. like miguel was talking yeah, like about when you work food, in tacoma yeah. washington mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. how does that how does that happen yeah right right I don't think it's in, impossible, but it's like there there is a level to the bigger a corporation gets. Just it it's got, it has to function differently. Mm-hmm. Yes, I th- I think it Dude. does have to function differently, and I think that um, it's a case by case because mm-hmm. there there are like I mean you look at uh, Enron or mm-hmm. a lot of what was going on to, going on in two thousand eight, yeah, mm-hmm. where they knew there was uh, corruption, mm-hmm. yeah. And they made sure that they were protected, yeah. but everybody else would lose. So, like, there are cases of either out. or, and then you have yeah. the one they're really trying, and it is uh, not happening. I do want to ask you, though, um, not that you meant this, but, like, w- what in your mind, because you said, my family doesn't pay me to be here, but what about, like, a church job, though? It should be paid. Yeah. The ox. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't have an immediate answer for that. So. You're saying like, what should the balance be? No. You don't think a church job should be paid? I'm, I'm joking. I'm j- that was a joke. I was okay. all the well, no. Well, I think like joking. what we've been really focusing on, which it, you know is mm-hmm. the topic, was the the job shortage in America. So we we're talking mm-hmm. about pretty much secular. Well, here's work, mm-hmm. not so much. Cl- here's a question. Mm-hmm. It's like how? No, not clergy. How do you keep Clerk. your? Yeah. How do you clergy. keep clergy? How do you keep your employees? How do you keep your employees? I got it. Is that like money. I think it's money? Money also money. Have you seen that? Mr. Crab? Make a second question. The environment. What? Wait, really what? Important. Environment is important. Because yep. Travis, I bet I guarantee you could get a better a 
paid better job when you work in Chick Fil A. But why did you stay? The mm. people. I get. I. I know. Mm. No, maybe not. No. I mean, I'm when like you 90, don't hate waking yeah. up every day, I am ninety three percent sure I can get a better job. Ninety two percent. Ninety two percent sure I can get a better job that pays me more. At a different, even at Chick, not even Chick Fil A. I'm just saying a different job because you just give out. A different job. These I'm just saying abstract numbers that have no I'm factual saying, basis. I know, I know, I do. It's not definitely ninety two percent. Okay, and, um, and you've got the Trump. Is that? But I, I don't want to leave because of mm-hmm. the people. Since mm-hmm. I've grown, man, I've only worked at this Chick Fil A for only six months, and I freaking love. I, I think I there's really jobs do. that, even if it's gonna suck, if they offered you enough money. Oh yeah, no, would... trust me. That's what also he's also mm-hmm. said money. Like, yeah, dude, you know me. Fisherman. There's not a lot of things I would not do for money. Right, we won't continue on that road. <laughs> like rolling the dice. <laughs> How's it going? But yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You don't keep your employees, or you do. It doesn't. That there's gonna be a workforce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There're gonna be people. I think you just need to know what your business is. You know, is my business where it's gonna be very? I guess. Uh, is it transient? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like people are going to be in and out, but that's because it's just the job and that's the pay. Which a lot of businesses are designed for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like entry-level positions that they kind of cycle through. Yeah. 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 Or do we want steady, like, same person here for the rest, like, for at least mm-hmm. 20 years or something? It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well. I mean, if you want long-term employees, then it's, it pays got to be well. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. Like, it's got to be worth sure. their time. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. time is a resource that, doesn't get renewed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, fast food restaurants are pretty great. No, that's a joke. Not I was joking. And, 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 I was joking. and honestly, joke. not even all Chick Fil A's. Yeah, I yeah. worked at three different Chick Fil A's, and I liked one of them. Yeah. Um, the other two were was just it the one my South Chase did you like? No, no, no. The other two were in other cities. Yeah. Oh, okay. The one next mm-hmm. to the college where I was going. You didn't like then, the South Chase one. one in Gainesville. No, I love the South Chase one. Oh, you did. South love Chase it. one was the one that I love. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was asking. That's the you. one that I worked at. It's the, the irony, most. though. Yeah, I know you. You know people who had a very bad experience there, and I think that that's kind of unrelated to. No, uh, no, no. One, no a lot of those people were unrelated yeah, to yeah. the people that I'm. I'm just saying it's ironic because enjoyed. yeah, I don't like that chick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also say like, if your job. If you're a hotel worker and your job treats you bad, like they don't like, appreciate you or they don't, just get out. Like we have, like we, I, I'm going to say, well, well this, this once you hang have on, other employment lines. Yeah, up. but hang on, yes. I'm, who I'm thinking about, I'm not going to say his name, but birthday boy. That but that person oh. deserves a lot more. Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. But like, you know, like it doesn't, it's it just like, we have a very diverse job market in this country and I think we where do. we live but you know some people don't have that option it's just yeah. like uh, so I think we should be grateful for uh, for me it's you. I think because you were asking Miguel mm-hmm. how he runs his job and it's like well no, Miguel's a Christian and unfortunately that does not guarantee that the business will run differently because I work for several Christians and mm-hmm. sometimes it's been the worst who I'm not gonna I, I mean I could name names mm. it just wouldn't no matter. I'm fine well, like, what did you do oh um, pretty sure this was a Christian guy where I helped build a mini golf course. Ooh. And the guy was such a jerk. Mm. There was another guy who was a Christian. He was way better. He was his partner mm-hmm. and he wasn't. But this is usually what happens. One of them's a jerk and the other one's not. Mm-hmm. And Good cop, always bad the cop. Jerk. Uh, what? Good cop, bad cop. So, yeah. Are you saying that of... Christians, when they work, they should 
be Christ-like all the time? Well, Dan, yes. What would I, you I, say, David? Yes. Yeah, David, <laughs> okay. I think the question... <laughs> well, I, I would say, say that the okay. business would look different and it mm-hmm. have to look different, but it never really does. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, let me ask you something. I'm being serious. If you if there was a business one by Christ-like, you think do you think that business Christ-like, <laughs> Doctor Christ-like? Okay, do, you think, do you think that business will succeed? Yeah, I don't think in the it maybe not in the worldly sense, oh. but will it will it run? Yeah, I think it'll mm-hmm. run, but oh. it won't be so much just profit-driven. And, right. But I, I would say okay, I guess you could say like oh look at Chick Fil A, but I don't really put that. No, Chick Fil A is not. Not not anymore. It, at the beginning it was maybe yeah maybe in the beginning but it's I, it's a franchise i don't think stuff, so right? i don't think it will one yeah it will mm. a christian mm. a a company that's run on christian principles yeah 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 i, th- I think you it think can so? absolutely succeed i think yeah. i think that it is not guaranteed mm-hmm. to succeed but right. honestly like here's the thing Why we live really in different. western civilization so yeah. a lot of the ideas that we have about like mm-hmm. keeping your word when you sign a contract mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, paying your, your workers their wages, like, mm-hmm. you know, not, not exploiting, not enslaving, like the it's, entire it's, concept of fairness. Yeah. It's like, this is a, you in a sense already live in a society that's, uh, at least founded on, even if it's uh, not explicitly currently practicing mm-hmm. them as Christ-like principles, it's there's definitely, Christian really. principles. there's definitely yeah. Christian influence. Mm-hmm. What do you I think? Like of, there's oh, also a level of personality too, like what you were mentioning with the two yeah. different bosses, and so like, and you, you were talking about like different Chick Fil A's. You can have someone who's a manager who just is more of a grumpy, like numbers guy, or yeah. and that's just and it's just literally that person. And it's not necessarily like, oh, this whole business is terrible. It's just like, well, my supervisor, his personality runs by, you know, just let's get the bottom line. You know, I don't, I don't need to thank you. You're here. You're doing your job. Yeah. That's all I need. Oh, that's and that's just so their personality. Yeah. Like it yeah. comes out that way. Well, at all. And really also, I, I'm curious as to what the specific situation is because Eric, I've heard you say things like, "Man, I don't know what the big deal is." Like my, my boss was getting on to me because I kept showing up. It was like it would be like one or two minutes late. It's not even a big deal. And so it's like, yeah. I, I I hear you talk like that, and I go, dude. If I was your boss, I would definitely get perturbed at you for something like well, that. Well, but I think that's like, a temperament. You're, mm-hmm. sure it is but it's like you're demonstrating um that to to get to work when you said you would get to work is not a priority for you yeah but my problem was that if i got there five minutes early it's not like i got a cookie Do you get to clock in five minutes early uh well yes i mean it depends on what job five was. minutes more of, but I'm that's my but that's my point is that if i'm not there for a minute or two minutes early i'm not getting paid so what are you losing because you told the guy you told that the company, yeah you would be there it's, by yeah the but but like shower. if they say he hey stay 10 minutes later for overtime or whatever or if i have to mm. stay 10 minutes because your task needs to be done it's like okay you're gonna pay me but if this is all about payment mm. then you shouldn't be afraid yeah and i agree that that can be unreasonable for them to ask you to stay past your well, hours it's not a, like, but here's but and and yes i'm i'm not defending them if it were to come to that i think that that, that is, is what it is yeah but i think that they're right in one practice and wrong in the other it's right to expect you there so so let me be right in one practice no, and wrong in no, the other no, like that's no. that's how you survive the jungle is not by saying oh well, well and it also be... it also depends on how readily available labor is because if they say, look, I need you to stay 10 minutes late and like, I'm going to pay you your overtime rate for those 10 minutes, which let's be honest, is still not going to be a ton. But uh, if, if someone else really qualified. is 
like if, if he really does have a stack of applications on his desk and he's like look if, if you're not willing to do these things then i have plenty of people who would be willing you know that that's up the, to that the, guy. the problem is like if it's a cultural thing as well like if every job you're going to does that and it does it wrong which is i think what Miguel was kind of getting at was what I'm kind of getting as that people are tired of that hypocrisy. Yeah. So it's yeah. shifting. And so yeah. it's like, but that's the problem is until it shifts or until people do something to shift, then you do have mm-hmm. this inconsistency and you do have an unfairness. Like mm-hmm. I was going to ask, do you think it's fair for your boss who hired you for a specific position then to ask you to do work in another position? If he asked, if he me, asked you, are you willing to do X, Y, or Z? Then that's fair. But it, it's like, it's, are you willing? But if you don't, you know that I'll be upset, okay. and then I might look yeah. for someone no. else who's willing hey, because you know, we you all want, you know. Wanna know. Okay, you but know the, hey, you want to know the phrase that has changed my life? Okay, you ready? <laughs> Did I tell you this already? Yes. No. Yeah. Right. The phrase is, "I would love to get that done for you. What should I deprioritize for now so that I can make sure that I can get that done for you?" Okay. Also, like I, I'm not gonna yeah, you much longer too. But also, Eric, like. <laughs> How how would you feel like if I was like constantly always be late? Actually, no, you know what? You want to kill because you're always late. No mind. Yeah, Eric you, would. You, you Eric would be up. the type actually, of. Yeah, you. Had to, well, oh. Eric would never become the boss yeah. of a company. Yeah, that's true. But, I could become a boss because like, if you if you're low in trade it's conscientiousness, it's a cultural thing though. Like okay. not every culture Dude, works by the and I, and I not every think... culture produces things okay. uh, efficiently. Dude, I, I don't, don't like think if we're basing economy on just production, you have a problem. Listen. I don't think you could ever become someone's like you. Could, I don't think you could ever become a manager. I just don't necessarily just want to so be specific. Yeah. I well, I mean, let's because... let's hit the next hour. Like, let's mm-hmm. let's jump into the next hour. I I honestly don't think that you could ever be a manager at any. Yeah, why is this so targeted? To, like, this is about because I dislike because, because, because David, of this. No, 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 he no, or not, no. He he has uh, his beliefs, and he will defend it to the death. Mm-hmm. And I am constantly. Saying that his beliefs are wrong. No, so his beliefs are wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> okay, so Eric, I don't think you could ever become a manager at any position the way you think. Okay. If you th- like, my question is this: Is why do you think it's okay for an employee to be a couple minutes late? Because life. Because of because okay. minutes are arbitrary. Wait, how late is acceptable? How late like, is acceptable? If it if they're regularly the showing up, hang on. If they're regularly showing up. Uh, let's say 16 minutes late and they every day it's like oh man traffic was bad what would you tell them which is the case in okay here. but what would you tell okay. them I, okay fine okay. <laughs> what about uh what about 90 Dude. minutes late no not 90 minutes late okay what about 40 minutes late depend like how far are they traveling okay like i'm not you have no no, no. Can I, that's not can I tell that you something? that's how you account. that's how you run like, a business that fails no, if it, if the culture is built that way, but you're 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 basing off like honestly, like the way you guys think about the businesses and everything, it's gonna change. And some some cultures okay. are productive and well, some not even, are not, not productive. Well, yeah. I'm not saying even about that because again, we're talking about production, but everything you're basing it off of is a is an American culture and what you've no. grown up to. No, one hundred percent, bro. Do you not think 100%. that this is? Do you not think that this is true in Prussia? Like the idea of oh, like another Western country where that but probably you said, you said came American. From. Where do you think that American values came from? From Europe? Not, not let's okay, talk about okay, let's, China. Uh, no, let's okay, talk about Japan. Then. Japan super is Westernized. Indu- super industrial. No, but before before like World War Two, dude. You can, 
No. The, the westernization of Japan happened pre-World War II. But the culture of conscientiousness, of duty, of doing your work, doing it well, making sure that you put in the extra time, making sure that you work yeah, for... The, the work like, was, was, was feudalism, Travis. It wasn't... It, wasn't it was feudalism in Germany. Yes, but what I'm saying is <laughs> I, like... I'm that, saying it's not a strictly Western idea that you should be a hard worker. It's no, you're, no, but because you're first you said American and then you said European. No, no, you're you said, saying what? productivity equals hard work. No, well, no. You can That's work you hard just... if you're dumb and you work hard. You're not going to be productive. Okay, but if if I can do the job, even though I'm 15 minutes late, like we just talked about, if I can do the job, without okay. Being am there am I paying minutes... you for th okay? And and this is goes back to um, something I said really really early. I think that there are advantages of saying like, hey, uh, I need this much data processed, right. and I need it processed by. Uh, 6 p.m. You can do it from home. Yeah. You can come into the office. I got computers for you. You can show up, but it needs to all be done by this time. Yeah. And if that's the uh, arrangement that you have with your employer, then 100%. But if the yeah. arrangement is, I, you need to be here clocked in by 9. Yes. Then if, if that's what you sign up for, then it's like you need and to be a man of your there, work. Is there, but is there so if, if you're being paid, if you're being paid by the gig or by the sweater that you, or the hat that you crochet... Or whatever, then it's like absolutely that is a hundred percent acceptable. Yeah. Anyway, but what but are you I'm say? saying, is there a leave time? It, as the employer? Yeah. Well, if you agree to one, then yeah. Well, but every it, job it, has agrees to that. No, like, yeah, no, one hundred percent. Okay. It's not so, you come here at nine and then I don't, send you. Don't act so sure of yourself when you say a hundred percent. Okay, you can you can get you can um, get all these certifications as a coder, like mm -hmm. to, to because you know all these programming languages, and then so you can. Uh, advertise yourself and someone right. says hey uh, I need an app developed that can do X Y and Z and I need it finished by March 15th of 2022 mm -hmm. and it's gonna pay sixty thousand yeah. dollars so uh, if you get that to me then you know the, the the pay goes to you and it's not like oh everybody has a leave time like at, at by what the end of this day. What is that person considered that you just talked about? A contractor? Exactly. Yeah. Contractors you cannot tell them when or how long they're supposed to work, they determine their work schedule. An employer does tell when you start and when you finish by law, and you also have to provide them with benefits. So you, the, the person you're talking about is not the same person that we're talking about in this situation. Yeah, and, and like I said, gig work and hourly like wage work is is distinct from it. But if you sign up for wage work and then you get upset that you're not being treated like a gig work employee, like a contracted employee. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not. What I'm saying is that if. Uh, so, so just so I'm clear and then you can say, um, were you working a job that paid you hourly wages? Yes. Okay. So yeah. then go ahead with what you're Right. Say. So. The reason I'm upset is that if they're if you're gonna complain that I was late, let's say two minutes, mm -hmm. and you're also not gonna say, "Hey, good job, you were here earlier," which I I had been er there earlier, mm -hmm. then there's an inconsistent principle there. Mm -hmm. And to me, how am I? Why am I gonna be motivated into treating you with integrity when you don't show integrity? This isn't about integrity. This is about survive the game. I have worked with plenty of people. That showed up late, did half, half-hearted work, yeah, half-hearted yeah. work, whatever, and they are like looked upon as good employees or whatever because they know how to play the game. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. if you know that's the jungle you're in, yeah, I how I and was, that is that is also a skill. Yeah, is playing the game. It's playing you know? the game. It's like if if I know that, then I'm I'm just venting like that's the jungle I'm in. That's why I'm not motivated. Like if you really want to fire me because I was two minutes late, go ahead. 
you don't care about the work I put in. What you care about are the superficial protocols. Hey, you need to be, I'm not paying, you're not paying me. You're right. I never clocked in until I clock in, and that's when you start paying me. Can I ask you two if questions? You because I've been wondering, because this kind of like, you guys kind of mess this up. Two questions. Okay. One, if let's say you're going to the airport, and you say, hey, I need to be at the airport at 9 o'clock. I get, okay? I get you at 9.05. <laughs> okay. Okay? Then the next time, I get you at 9.15. I get you at 9.20. Who 915, are you? 9.15. 9.15. 9.15. Who are I guarantee, you? No, I'm just a friend. It's... I guarantee you will stop asking me. <laughs> it doesn't even no, make listen, sense. Listen, I guarantee you will stop asking me to take you to the airport. Well, been, I, I, hang on. I, what are we I've doing been... that I need to get to the airport and you're the one who because keeps bringing me? What do you think, Eric? What do you think you're going know. to the airport for? Because do you're some flying. world building, you're David. Flying. You're making a scenario okay. make it make Eric, sense. You're flying. You're going, okay. <laughs> That's a great uh, you're going to New York City, <laughs> okay? And I guarantee, if I give, if I make, if I, if I take you to the airport every single time you ask me uh-huh. late to the airport, I guarantee you stop asking me. Well, it depends on your reason, David. Because if we're gonna make scenarios, I'll make okay, it for uh, you. But also, if, 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 if he's he is, if he does have a consistently good reason, yeah. Every time, let's say it's a different reason every time, but it's a good reason. But you still miss your flight every time. Well, if I'm missing my flight. Okay, like <laughs> that's on but, you for continuing to call yeah. him. Also, well, well, yes, yeah. but also, so you would stop. Yeah, you but would stop but I just this is what I want to know. It's like you, yeah. I would never arrive at the airport where fifteen minutes meant. Okay, I lost okay. my flight. Anyways, okay, anyway, it's fine. So Screw this that. Is what I'm Screw that. Okay, it's not a good. Here's a better question. A, I don't want to. I don't want to arrive like I Okay, listen. I don't want to start an argument. I mean, you did. Your principle, the principle that you believe in now. What has that gotten you, Eric? The look, principle. Look, listen, the, the principle listen, of consistency. Yes, Eric, it's what, gotten okay, me listen, into understanding listen, the world. Wait, no, I mean, listen, you are your life. Oh, okay, your life. Yes. I'm talking like about your life now. It's your life. I, I think that work ethic that you, you guys. No, listen. Let, let, let me let me say it. Are you the, happy with your life right now? Will has. Well, would really you believe has in? Become, no. What have you become? David. What you believe in? Will has nothing. That has. You know, it has gotten me to be a Chick Fil A and be used. I guarantee it's been better than you. Why? Eric? Why? Wow, this is oh, so do you really want to get into this? Yes! I'm uncomfortable with how targeted <laughs> I'm not, this oh, is. Wait, hang on. I'm not going to no, do this because, on a podcast. Because... But, why, but why not? If you're so sure, please let everybody know why your life is so much better than mine. I, and, Go uh, ahead. Well, b- before he does, I will say that the philosophy, Eric, that you espouse, um, if you had not had people um, give you cars... And you know, pay for, for for various things for you. Yeah, it would have landed you in a much worse spot than you are. Like, you know, if you didn't have a place to stay for free and and all these other like, if, well, I, like if I, yeah. if you tried to be a person who had this philosophy, but who actually had to, you know, support themselves, you wouldn't. It, it wouldn't follow. Where? Pardon? Where would where would it in, not follow? in Central Florida? Well, yes, but again. Those principles are, are... Or, you know, in, in America. Right? In America, yeah. right? But that's what I'm saying. is like your principles are very cultural. So how are you going to then objectify them, like like make them transcend it, if you know that they're cultural? I mean, living with your parents yes, I'm, is I'm not taboo for every country. Like, I mean, that's expected. But, we're not, but you're not so. living in a different country. You're, but, you're like... but you're saying, like, my, my philosophy of work isn't Americanized. You're right. But it doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah, but where has it gotten you? What do you like, but... it has to make your life better because okay, of it. Okay, so in the in the immortal words of Anton Chigurh, if the rule that you followed <laughs> yeah. brought you to this, yeah. of what use was the rule? Well, because I believe in predestination. But, um, 
I don't think that there is any other rule for you to follow except for the one that you're on. But what I'll say is this. Every system... Wait, say that again, yeah. There's no other rule for you to follow except the one you're on? The one that you're using. You, so you, you're not going to use... Rule. There okay. is no rule except for the one that you're currently living by? That you're following. That there says, is no other rule. Well, because... Oh, because you're Calvinist. You, okay. And, and I, I get yeah. it if that's what you mean. I just yeah. wasn't sure. Yeah. That, I feel like that's a... I mean, this would probably be going back to to last week's podcast about discerning discerning the the will of God. But Mm -hmm. the thing is that you're saying, is your life better? And again, are are, are you satisfied with where that rule has brought you? Well, it has nothing to do with, did I show up to work a couple minutes late or that I don't maybe value or think of work ethic in the same way Mm -hmm. that most Americans do. It has nothing to do with that. I am where I'm at, to be honest, because of theological reasons. It has nothing to do with work. Honestly, if I didn't have the, the, the parental support or any of these things that you talked about, well, I would have had to survive in a different way. I would have, mm-hmm. I would have adapted. What, would you have, what do you think you would have done to have adapted? I would have had to have gotten jobs that would have been able to support me to a place that I could afford, which probably would have been lower income. Mm-hmm. But that, that's what it would have been. But to say that... Your job is in, like you're in a better place. Like, if we really wanted to, I could break apart your life and cr- critique it and show you that it hasn't been that great. No, like, I you, agree, it hasn't. But so I'm just but, trying to say, like, where are you, David? That I should envy you. You live with your friend. You pay yeah, whatever okay, you pay. But you work for a company ahead. that you've worked for how long? Go ahead. No, go ahead. How go, long? Go ahead. No, no, no. How long oh, have you uh, worked? Six for, years. Six years, David. And how many times have you gone to Atlanta? To try to get a better position. How many times? Two times. Two times. Okay, in six years. Okay, and they've still denied you, even though you've been a loyal and hardworking employer, right? Wait, or employee. You, right. Right. So it's like. But he does have a better position now than he did when he started. Yeah, but where is his position at? Like, do you have your own place? Could you afford your own place? Yes, I could. could you absolutely. could afford your own place. Absolutely. Because you know why? <laughs> this is why. Could you could afford. Okay, I would also say, could most twenty-four-year-olds or twenty-five-year-olds afford their own place today? No, but that's part of the problem. Okay, but anyway, you, if uh, we went back thirty years ago, if we went back thirty years, that was my talk. Okay. Well, well no, no, let's keep going. Keep going. I want to. I want to keep going because this now it's getting personal. I'm looking personal. Oh, <laughs> now it's no, getting personal. No, keep going. Yeah, now no, it's getting keep, personal. Keep going. What you're going? Keep going about me. Rude. I'm not being rude. I know. But you can. You can have the okay. personal conversation. Keep going. I mean, this is what you wanted. I know. I know. Keep going. I don't. Okay. This is your conversation. So now let's. Good to you. Okay. The difference between me and you. Okay. So you're right. I'm living with my roommate. You're living with your sister. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So when I'm not living with Travis Nicole, can I afford a place on my own? Yes. Can you? You cannot, David. You cannot. You can't. Okay. Okay. Well, just call me a liar. Just say that. I'm not calling you a liar, dude. Then I'm telling the truth. You are not. We just talked about it's $1,600 for one room apartment. That's why. Like I've been smart with my budget. I'm smart with my money because I've grew I up should, with that. David, I'm not saying you're not smart budget or anything, but you're saying you can afford okay. your own place. Okay, you no, that's, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll fine. That just say that I can't. I'll give you that point. Okay, Eric. Um, let's see. Um. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Okay, I got to think. Get through my thoughts. Um. I guarantee, Eric. Is that I'm a uh, financially better. I guarantee that if 
I would have to buy a brand new car that I wouldn't have to worry about money. You could buy a brand new car. On the down payment. Well, not oh, oh down payment, okay. which is designed for people who can't afford a brand okay. new car to afford a brand new car. I guarantee, and I get, it goes like to the living thing, that if I were to move out, I would not have to move back with my parents. Sure, great. I guarantee that if you and me were to go to a job, that I get, I have a lot better record of What's my the job. job. What if they need is a it, college degree? Okay, what's okay? What have you done with your co- better question? What have you done with your college degree? But th- but that's <laughs> okay. No no no. At least okay. But no, you're, are you saying but that, what is no, that? No no do? no. Because you you wasted many years of your college to do what, Eric? To drive Uber. I'm not. I'm not even saying. I'm not even arguing with you with that. But again, that's a theological thing that has nothing to do with no, the conversation. I kind of think it does have to I, do with the mentality I think thing. Everything's Eric? theological. But I'm I'm sitting back and I'm watching this and I'm like, you guys are having the wrong conversation. Like well, this, and, and David, I, I especially think that you're missing the mark if if you're saying like that that the validity or the invalidity of a uh, a philosophy of money hinges on how much money the current person has because pretty much everything that you're saying right now, except for the very last thing, everyone everything that you're saying right now is that I have more money than you, and and I get that like in a sense that is a fruit of you know, the philosophy. And then the last thing you said was, you know, if you and I went to a, a job and applied, um, you know, who would have the better chance? And I think it's a valid um, thing to point out. It's like, well, it depends on what the job is. Like if it's contracting work or if it's, you know, a job at, I, I don't, I don't know what the specifics are. If it's, if it's a job at uh, management for a, a retail, you know, then you guys would compete at various levels, but it's like, now I, I also think that David has a, very valid point in saying that like it is there there is a dignity um that one affords to oneself by expressing to themselves that they are able to to take care of themselves that 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 if Mm -hmm. worse comes to worse um i am at a point where i can um you know afford a place and maybe not a one-bedroom apartment but probably a two-bedroom apartment that i split with a friend you know that's that's why people have roommates like a two-bedroom apartment is not twice as much as a one-bedroom apartment because you have one kitchen one living room still you know etc whatever those arguments are um so i i disagree with the notion eric that that all of these principles that we're talking about are just American or just cultural and that there's no um, that there's no objectivity behind them I, I think there are metrics that can come off as really arbitrary and um, I don't want to get caught up on those metrics um, but the concept of striving towards self-reliance so that you're because like what Daniel was saying earlier being alive is expensive and I don't want to thrust that burden of my existence and my, you know, where am I going to sleep and who's going to, you know, provide me with transportation. I, I don't want to thrust the burden of my existence onto other people as much as is possible. I want to be able to, to take care of myself. And if, you know, I lose my legs in a boating accident yeah. um, and I lose that capacity, then I am no less a Christian because I now have more... Um, 
of a of a need for help or i i'm i'm no less a good christian because i have more of a need for help from my from my christian community and my brothers and sisters to bear up under my weakness but if i am a healthy vital you know male in my 20s or in my 30s and i have the capacity to work and i can work hard and i can work long shifts and i can make money and i can bless people with that money um and i can i can be the strength for the legless guy who is at my church or who you know the the person who who does need help it's like that there is a a profound sense of of uh honor in that um and it's like if if i i think maybe a, a better question is um eric and david um if you have a friend who is in need and who has a who needs you know bread or, or clothes or whatever like you know be instead of just saying be warm and filled or let's say needs a ride or whatever it is who is more who has more leveraged their time and the life that they've lived in their position and their their money to put themselves in a position where they could be the mechanism by which god uh provides aid for that brother in need i will say for you first i want to say one thing is that i I promise you, like, I, I, I want to apologize. If it, if I came off, I was not trying to offend you or anything like that. That was not my goal, if I had did that. Um, I'm now, not Eric, but you definitely did come off like that. Yeah, uh, but, and I also want to apologize to, like, uh, our like, listener. Like you, our, both of ours, uh, I think, I think I've said this a lot with you and me, is I think you and me are, like, complete opposites when it comes to, mm. like, yeah. Personality, about mentality. Mm-hmm. I think you and me are definitely like. You both like anime. <laughs> yeah, but like I think me, I think he, like from A to Z, west to east, north and south. I think you, me and you are like we think of things completely a hundred percent opposite. So I think it's very hard for me to to be in be your in head. your in, yeah. to be in your shoes and you to be in my shoes because we think of such opposite things. And it was for me for me to say like my life. Oh, Eric, my life is better. Uh, because of, of my accomplishments, I think mm. both have accomplished um, things that I'll, right, that has led us to this life. And so I do apologize. I promise you. Mm. Yes. I, I thought it later, and I was like, mm. my, like my life is not worth more than your life because of what the path we have taken. Mm. Yeah, I think something that keeps coming up, like from the beginning of this conversation even to now, is how subjective a lot of these questions are. Yeah. Like, there's not when you say, what is success? Mm. Well, there's going to be a bunch of different answers of what that is. Like, my, my vision of success is not the same as another person's vision of success. And so there's also a level of, like, what are you comfortable with? What life are you comfortable with? Because yeah. I think, like, you know, if you're a, a guy who's just like, I'm content, I'm, you know, I get the $4 Taco Bell, I, you know, sleep on a mattress on the floor. There's a time in my life where I'm like, that was good. I'm mm. content with that. I don't, I don't, you know, uh... And I, it's not like I'm losing something or I'm less than or all that. Like mm. I'm content, and so do I need to be striving for six figures? You know, like I have a, had a have a cousin who's very like you know that driven, and that's good of him, and he's going for that. I'm like at the same time for me, I'm like, well, I know what I want to do, and I'm content with this mm. whatever I'm at right now. So I think that's valid, and it's hard to judge and say which one's better. Um, I think that the what Travis brings up that's really good is where the other community pieces come in because for me the only time where i really start getting to the i want to be really responsible and and, love you know level up in the company and get more money for me mainly um that kind of success in work and i mean like the specific job because i think 
um, ministry and volunteer time is work as well because we're made to work. We work is a beautiful thing and it takes many different forms. Mm -hmm. But as far as like job wise, one of the main motivators for me is wanting to be married and not just jumping into that. Like, okay, my lifestyle is comfortable with PB and J. Should mm -hmm. I force her to be that way? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I want to make, make more so that I can provide and so that I can have those things. Mm -hmm. So I think there's all of these different layers yeah. that go with to being like, there's no, this is the ideal person, or mm. this is the ideal successor, this is the ideal work. Or, or the ideal set of ideals. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, so that because there's so much of variation, and I think that's why, you know, uh, there's all these different companies, you vote with your presence. And if, if this isn't the company that has the values that line up with yours, you can go to a different one. Mm. You know, um, you can find a, a position that's uh, salary versus hourly. Mm -hmm. And then it's not as much on punctuality. Um, versus an hourly position. I know from the hourly positions that I've been in the past, the main reason for like that we want you to clock in is coverage. Mm -hmm. But that's you know part of the, having being on the floor. Yeah. You know, like you've got to have sales coverage. You've got to have a certain number of people in the building mm -hmm. when you open at six in the morning. So if you're not there on time, if you're three or four minutes late, there's not enough legal amount of people in the building when the safe's there. Yeah. Um. So I, that makes sense, like punctuality wise there. I was that that I was also that position where they didn't allow you to work over. Mm. So they did come up to you and say, "It's six o'clock. You have to clock out yeah. now." Like, mm. so I, I appreciate it because I was when you're talking about consistency. I'm like, I was so frustrated when that would happen because I would want the overtime. But I, as you're saying, like, I do appreciate the consistency of that workplace. Like, they would be like, "Get your get your uniform off and get out of here." You, you can hang around and talk to friends, like mm. coworkers, yeah. but you can't be on the clock anymore because yeah. we mm. don't want to pay you the overtime, right? Or we we don't have it in the budget. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just I don't I don't know. I wanted to I was some I'm I summarize things in my head when I'm like I'm listening to. Them. Yeah. I think that's yeah. something that you know, uh, I I tend to maybe this is more of the like artistic abstract in my mind of being like there's just a variety of shades of like what does success look like. I think scripture talks about that we need to be working. We're made to work, and in the new kingdoms we work. Mm. So the goal of our life isn't rest mm. only, rest only. Um, but what does it mean to be someone who works? It means someone who works for the Lord. So if we're comfortable offering our service to our employer mm. as if we were offering it to God, then I think we're good. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if uh, And then I think the scriptures talk about... Uh, that, that, that they kind of leave a, a wide open range um, for everything else. Like they lay that lay down those principles of: Are you giving honor to your bosses as they're due? Um, are you listening to them and, and not grumbling against them? Are you working as to the Lord? And are you working? Period. And other than that, I'm trying to search through. I'm like, there's not a whole lot else. Mm -hmm. um, you know. Right. Well, I mean, and I agree with what you're saying, and I think that that's the problem. This really comes down to when it comes to with Christians, because now it, it isn't so much like uh, just your country or, or your culture. Now it's your faith. Mm -hmm. And I see people kind of conflate the faith with a work ethic that isn't mm. that doesn't come from the faith. It might have been influenced, but there's there certainly are other influences that I particularly don't agree mm -hmm. with that, that I, I don't think have anything to do with the faith. Mm. Um, and I agree with you, like, mm. so. You know where where I'm at just uh, right now, <clears throat> since that was being talked about, <laughs> is uh, you know I'm I'm trying to look at um, social work and trying mm -hmm. to go into social work and maybe going back to school or something. Mm -hmm. But I had a talk with an uncle who uh, I'm not saying 
is a role model or anything like that. But what he, what I, talking to him, it kind of showed me is that don't worry so much about how much money you're going to make or, or whatever. And, and I also agree like, hey, you know, if you want a family, mm-hmm. the amount of money that you're bringing in is probably going to have to change mm-hmm. unless you and the missus mm-hmm. agree to having PB&Js, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not so much like that makes you valuable. Mm-hmm. It's more like I'm in a different station in life and in this station, now I need mm-hmm. more. But when I was talking to my uncle, it was like his his life, you know, he he, he wasn't even born in this country, but he, mm-hmm. he went to school and got a degree in something, came mm-hmm. over here. It wasn't really working out. His, his life really fell apart and he ended up just going back to school, getting mm-hmm. another degree. And now he has more money than he needs mm-hmm. ever in his life. Mm-hmm. And, but his point was like, don't, mm-hmm. the, 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 the whole point of that isn't the money. That's right. It's I'm, I'm this, this is who I am. And I did it. And this then brought me that. But for you, it may not be like hundreds of millions of dollars for you. It might just be mm-hmm. $10,000, yeah. but just be who you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and obviously, you need more than ten thousand. An- another millionaire saying, "Like, don't worry about money. Just <laughs> yeah. be yourself." Just be so- there but- are. That is the funny thing. There are a lot of millionaires and billionaires saying money doesn't matter to them. Yeah. Well, like, it's well. Like- I mean, can you give me half a year? Yeah. Well, I also feel like it's the same when a married person says, "Like, oh, you don't need to get married." Paul said, oh, "Married, getting married is not even so the best." Yeah. Like, it's people like- who say like money doesn't buy happiness. Um. Uh, I was okay. once told by a married guy, like, oh, I envy you because you can, like, do all these great things for ministry, so I'm kind of, like, jealous of me, like, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you're jealous of my singleness. Yeah. And your your wife, having a wife and children really expressive. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for that guy's wife. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> like, what? That was, like, it was, like, off call. It was, like, he does not think that way, but it was just one of those things, was like, oh, you, yeah. should, you should be super excited about it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I will I, say, like, you know, speaking from the vantage point of being married, like, I am glad that I'm married, and I'm glad that I'm able to serve the kingdom, mm-hmm. like, joined arm in arm with someone that I'm going to die with, and that's that's a really cool thing to think, like, we will, we're building a kingdom outpost that we're both going to be working on mm-hmm. for the next, you know, maybe 50 mm-hmm. years, and then we'll, we'll die. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it, it hasn't been until I got married that I realized that, like, um, and, and I highly value marriage and I, I love my marriage, but it's like that God doesn't need your marriage. Like he, he can work through a person as efficiently, as effectively, as beautifully, um, mm. you know, in, in, within or without the context of marriage. I mean, you yeah. know, marriage is necessary for mm-hmm. the kingdom because of, you know, propagation and all that kind of stuff. But it's like. Um, it's not necessary for every individual mm-hmm. denizen of the kingdom. Right. So, I um, I kind of like you don't need to answer this, but like I'm curious, like, is how like you got to that mentality. Like for me, my mentality is like, like I have to like make X amount of money. I have to mm. just because I like mm. I don't want to like talk too much about me, but like I think it's because of a relationship. That really messed me up really mm-hmm. badly, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that I've been there. like that relationship ended mm-hmm. really badly, and it's because one of the reasons they ended badly is because she had said like, I can't really see being with you because mm-hmm. like my life wouldn't be better, like my life because we mm-hmm. couldn't 
do these mm-hmm. things because of money. Mm-hmm. And I think that really, like, I think might have pushed me too toxic, too yeah. over the edge. Mm-hmm. But like, ever since then, like, I like pretty much promised myself, like, I am never gonna, like, mm-hmm. I'm. I go is never gonna be able, gonna be able to say that to me. Mm-hmm. Like, she, there's mm-hmm. no way a girl is gonna be ever gonna tell mm-hmm. me like we can't um, go on vacation because of money. Well, like mm-hmm. that that. That really, like, I think seriously messed me up, and that seriously gave me, like, the mentality of, like, mm. um, if I'm not, well, if I'm not worthy enough to do this, then, mm. like, I, mm. then, I like, I, I will kill, yeah, I will, mm-hmm. like, I will, if even it kills me, I'm gonna make sure, like, mm. then I am successful enough to do this, mm-hmm. that I am, like, so no one can tell me, like, you can't do this, well, mm-hmm. okay, if, you mm-hmm. can, if I can't do this, that means I'm not worthy enough. For mm-hmm. your, you know, it's, it sucks to like kind of think like this, but like, mm-hmm. if I can't do this, you're telling me I can't do this, that means you're telling me that I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And so I gotta prove that I'm good enough to do mm-hmm. it. I think that's a, a problem, I think, with a lot of people, and I don't want to fall into that trap, is tying work or career into worthiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that you mm-hmm. have a worth, especially if you're a Christian, mainly because God said it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. for some reason, God said, yeah, you're worth me dying mm-hmm. over and toiling over mm-hmm. and, and what have you. <laughs> I don't know if I'm comfortable with that exact wording. Toiling? You're toiling. worth me dying. Well, like, he felt I'll like... I'll die for you because you're worthy of it. He Well, he finds like, a value in you. Yeah, he does. But, yes. like, the He's thing that is a value... value on you. Yeah. Yeah. The, and the thing, are you talking about the imputation? Are you talking about the imputation? thing that is worthy? No, no, I'm uh, talking about he chose to love. That he's not compelled yeah. to love. The, oh no, no. The thing yeah, that yeah, the he, thing he gets, that is worthy of him dying is like he's getting glory for himself, and mm-hmm. he's he's yeah. chosen to involve us in that, and it's mm-hmm. it's beautiful that we do get to. Anyway, but you're mm-hmm. you're saying. Oh no, no, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, so yeah, I was just saying like I think a lot of people. There are there's. I've seen toxic work culture, I suppose, mm-hmm. where it's like you're trying to outdo the person mm-hmm. rather than work with the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, that's just not, I, I, don't, I don't care for that because yeah. mm-hmm. if I partake and let's say I succeed in that, then what have I become? Mm. You know? And unfortunately, though, that kind of mentality is rewarded and therefore propagated. Mm. And it's just like, well, then, well, my immediate boss is like that and his boss was like that. Mm. And so, I'm almost going to have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I've just seen a lot of when it comes to Christians and their businesses where they're not, mm-hmm. they're not showing that Christ likeness because mm-hmm. they're not taught to, to be that way. Mm-hmm. In a sense, there's not a lot of theology is what I would say is on how to run a business as far mm-hmm. as being, um, mm-hmm. bringing the, the spirit of Christ within the, the workplace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's more like if, and I've I've read uh, books on this stuff. I actually have a box of mm-hmm. just different things, and a lot of it is just productivity and mm. being a hard worker. And it's yeah. like, but and that's what I've I've heard in churches. And it's like, man, mm. we're, we're a community built on grace, and we're talking about productivity mm. and hard work. Not like they don't have a value, mm. but they're not the point. Mm. Mm-hmm. How that succeeds in, in the world, a, a Christian business where the point isn't making the most profit or not, I, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I it, it just, so that's why I would say, like, in the world's terms, it probably won't be the mm-hmm. success yeah. story, right. but, like, it'll be a success story in, in, in far as the kingdom, yeah. you know? And, yeah, and it, 
I, I kind of get that frustration of like we there's a we talk a lot about the worker and there's just as much in all of Paul's letter about the masters mm. and can how the masters should should treat the people who are under them. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, can I t- uh, just tell you a story real quick? I was with I was at a Christian business, right? Um, and the reason I got the job was because I just I needed income, obviously. Mm. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> but. I talked to them and said, um, you know, right now for the next two months or whatever, mm-hmm. I can do full time. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping because they wanted to go into a store, an actual storefront. They mm-hmm. weren't they were working out of a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, but eventually I'm going to just need to cut it down because at the time I was trying to see if maybe being like a home inspector was a thing. And I realized that is way too mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. Um but so that was agreed upon. Mm-hmm. All right. So I show up, I, I do my first week of work and I get paid cash. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Uh, there's no like W2. There's no like, mm-hmm. what's your band, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, so that's going on. But something happened. Well, what happened was uh, I had just signed a paper that said that no targets would be allowed and I, you would pretty much get fired no what sorry no tardies would be allowed and if you oh, get tardy oh, okay. you'd be fired uh it's something else i yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm not i'm not trying to be rude but like oh, I, I i thought Did you it sound like i said the r word anyways uh so i was like okay um i just left <laughs> i just left actually here mm-hmm. uh when we had a life group mm-hmm had to go home and basically just go sleep because I had to go get up so early to help mm-hmm. with storefront. It was like in downtown Orlando, mm-hmm. traffic yeah. everything. So, you know, I had to get up at like five, I think. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. It's not, I'm not saying it's, it's I a mean, tough, it's, tough time in the morning. Five's tough. It's not great. I don't know who says five, yay. It's not great. No, it's like, not it's, great. It's, yeah. I've done earlier. I've done I where I had up, to wake up at like 3 30. I wake up at five every day and he. Oh, you're a teacher. Anyway, keep going. Okay. Um, you know, you don't like it. You just, it's Keep a going. job market. <laughs> anyways, um, so I wake up because I noticed some light coming out of my, my window. <laughs> I remember this. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I run downstairs and it's like, I don't know. I think it's like 630 or something. And what happened is that my phone died in the middle of the night. Oh, it could not it. hold a charge. Mm-hmm. And even if when I got a new battery, mm-hmm. it still wouldn't hold charge. Mm-hmm. So it was like I had to get a new phone or whatever. But I, what I did, I just left it plugged in. Mm-hmm. Like I always do. Uh, not. Anyways. Mm-hmm. If somehow disconnected in the middle of the night, I must have moved or something. Mm-hmm. I have no idea mm-hmm. what happened. But now I have to charge my phone. And then I'm trying to call the person that I, this the only, there's like two of them. I only had his number. I didn't have the other person. Mm-hmm. And I'm calling and it's like, I can't even leave a voicemail mm. because everything's full. And I'm, and I'm, and I know I'm late mm-hmm. by a lot. Mm. Uh, so, and I just signed a paper and I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know what the heck to do. But I, I, I ended up being like, realizing like, well, one, I'm not going to get fired. Mm. I'm sorry, because I have to, I have to put that in a resume or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather just quit, even though it's not what I want to do. But I just signed a paper, mm-hmm. and you told me this was mm-hmm. going to happen. And I'm trying to call you, 
but apparently it's too early for you. <laughs> like you're not awake and nobody's answering. And so I'm like, well, what am I going to do? And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I talked to Nicole cause I was thinking maybe going another venture, mm-hmm. um, just different things. And I just realized, okay, like even this job is becoming too much for me because they're not keeping their word because we were at the time where I was supposed to be pulled back part-time and they told me with everybody mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. be prepared to work overtime, 60 hours, whatever. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's not what we agreed to. Mm-hmm. so anyways i uh i told i was telling like i'm just, uh, you know i'm gonna leave and, and i told mm-hmm. the various reasons and then the guy got back to me well first he said okay fine but then he got back to me and wanted to kind of preach to me that he was christian and he was kind of this idea of like what does the bible say about working like for workers mm-hmm. and i then was before i responded i talked to my mentor at the time and he was the one who let me know that, you know, what they're doing is illegal. And I said, what do you mean? Well, they're calling you an employer and they're treating you like an employer, but they put you on an I or a 1099. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's for a contractor. And they pay any cash. And- and yeah. And it's like, they just mm-hmm. don't want to pay your insurance and all these benefits. Mm-hmm. And I, and I also should have noticed like all, pretty much all my coworkers, mm were from like venezuela mm-hmm. don't think Dang. that they were you know yeah. mm-hmm. so it's like okay. a lot of under the table yeah yeah so i hit him back with like well what is what is no i mean i just said well what does paul have to say about being an employer and you know paying the, the mm-hmm. worker his wages and all that stuff and it's like you were paying me uh under 1099 i gotta i gotta pay the government first of all mm-hmm. after this but like you're treating me as employers is illegal and then after that, it was all apologies or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, this guy's a Christian. I worked mm-hmm. with some of his family members. It was this whole mentality that I'm talking about. And it's like, it's not necessarily wrong, but you've clearly, this is something that that I've been saying for a while. And I saw it finally in front of my eyes. Like, this is the truth. Like people, all they're taking is be a hard worker and, and um, productivity. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's what they think it means to be a Christian. It's like, you're, you don't even realize you're doing mm-hmm. something illegal mm-hmm. and you know, it's illegal. I could tell you it was illegal because of the apologies that I was getting. Yeah. And I know I wasn't going to report him or anything. I just wanted my money that he owed me because mm-hmm. it's like, and just, let's mm-hmm. just go our separate mm-hmm. ways. But it was just like, and you're going to go ahead and then preach to me because, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to, re- it's not like I wanted to just quit, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to reach out. I cannot yeah. reach you. Yeah. And you said I would get fired if this happens. Mm-hmm. I just signed a paper that said that. Like, I agreed to all this. Like, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the first search. Like, I have other stories of where I was working with Christian. And it's like, we had one guy that was not a Christian. And what really frustrated me was, like, the boss, especially the boss. It was just four people in the company, but it was, like, the boss. Who was said he was a Christian. One of the worst examples of a Christian mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. Mm. Probably, mm. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to speak to... Yeah. Second words. Second thing. No. See, anyways, but it's just like, well, that, I... that guy never had any other contact, like, or he had an opportunity to have contact with Christianity, and he never got it because mm. the guy that, that ran the business never put two and two together that being a Christian will also spill over into my, mm. my life. Mm. Like, you think that a non-believer is not going to read through that hypocrisy and is just going to think it's just any other religion? I, I think that that's a set of very unfortunate experiences. Right, right, right. And I also think it's possible for me to disagree with his illegal practices and also 
agree with his statement, even if it's preached from a, a right, poor right, heart, right, right. that like we should work hard. And I mean, I, I, I think of what Daniel was saying earlier, or even like in in the Ten Commandments, you know, you have the the um, command to um, to honor the Sabbath. But then it says six days you will work. Mm-hmm. Like you shall work. So that, that in and of itself is a commitment. And it's like you don't appreciate your rest if you've not been working. And if, if your life is just one of rest and like, you know, 18 hour work weeks and, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sleep in until this time and I'm going to watch, you know, another series of anime or I'm going to play some more of this video game. It's like if, if all if your life is full of leisure it becomes so it, it almost becomes a burden to you like it it, it becomes boring it, it becomes unfulfilling but when you work hard and i mean like daniel was saying like we were made to work and mm-hmm. i'm not saying that has to be like you know work at a plow or at a assembly line or at a job like right, it can right. be kingdom work it can be charity work it can be you know those other types of work but it's like you need to be working hard at something other people have needs that God made you with the skill set and the set of opportunities to fill. And it's like, hmm. um, you know, I can say, well, I'm a Calvinist. So I guess if he made, if he made those people with those needs and me with this skill set, I guess his, his overall plan was for their needs to not get met. And it's like, wow, I get it. But that's also kind of a trash attitude. So it's like, you know, you, you, you want to be, you want to be working hard. You want to be responsible and then you get to enjoy your rest, right, right. you know? And so it's like rest means nothing if you're resting four days a week and working three, mm-hmm. you know? And I will say, like, I feel like there is something that's frustrating when bosses tend to flash around their, their faith or like, this is mm-hmm. a Christian business or like mm-hmm. that because they, they're naturally going to attract the attention to the business mm-hmm. as part of their witness instead of themselves you know like instead of them witnessing to jesus and and um showing their faith they're like well the business will show my so like that's that is something that frustrates me about any business that's like we are this christian business um it's one of the reasons why it's good to be a non-millennialist um uh, man this is so uh, we're getting to such a juicy thing so but the, the other thing that is super crazy is when i was uh taking some ministry classes it gets brought up multiple times that some of the worst places to work are churches mm-hmm. which some of the worst rated employers mm-hmm. are pastors mm-hmm. and that's a whole other like can of word to open yeah. up and usually the reason is is because there's not a enough separation because mm. it's more mm-hmm. it's it's because it's not, hey, you filled your hours for the week. It's, hey, you believe in this message, right? Like, you believe in us in this preaching mission, the gospel yeah. and the mission. Yeah. And you're on the mission. So so this is volunteer time, right? Not paid time. And you're yeah. going to be here at 6 in the morning to get this, yeah. you know, to do your, like, like and then you can see that all the time, like, with secretaries. You're going to be here at 6 a.m. to print off the bulletins because that's your volunteer because you're mm-hmm. into the mission of the church. Yeah. And, there can, and that's one of the reasons, unfortunately, that there can be... Uh, a negative mm. for churches and for for pastors leading in that way, where it's kind of like, well, we don't have a huge budget because mm. specifically like church. Baptist <laughs> Protestant churches mm. are not going to have a huge budget to play with. We have a lot of work that we need done, and we know people are supposed to be volunteering and serving the church anyway. So how about we push this regard and you mm. burn people out? And so that's something that I feel like in pastoral ministry you have to be ex ex. Uh, more mindful than in any other business mm. of mm. how much you're pushing your workers 
when their paid time is and when their volunteer time starts. Like, be very, very clear with them on that because there was times when we were talking to um, friends and they're like, I'm not sure. Like, I think this is me volunteering mm. and not me on the clock. And, like, being clear that there's not an unexpected, uh, unwritten, unspoken expectation on them. Because mm. sometimes just even how you're looking at someone is like, oh, you're going to you're gonna go? Yeah, I guess you're free. Like, the, just the kind of the message yeah. you get mm. that way. I, I really appreciated one of uh, the seminars I went to the president said that one of the things that he would do every day at 5 p.m. is he would get up and walk out and do work from home if he needed to work late. Because he's mm. like, I, you know, a lot of presidents mm-hmm. for seminaries, they have to work long hours. Mm-hmm. Said, But I wanted to communicate to everybody in that the building. That it's okay to leave. That I'm gonna, he's like, I, I was the first, I'm, I try to be the first person to leave each day. Mm. Again, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so that the secretary isn't, walking past his office to go home mm. well he's yeah. looking up at her as she's walking past her looking up at the um the you know the other guys as they're leaving the work building i feel like you can also send another type of message yeah. by doing that that's it's fair like... but he, he's waiting until like the time that the office mm-hmm. closed too oh, man. So much. And... I, I think with the church especially like that that secretary might not mind showing up early if she sees that the pastor is also really busting his butt yeah. and like you know he's yeah he's getting after it and, and putting in a lot of ministry hours mm-hmm. um i think one of the places that i'm probably going to diverge from you guys is i mean i think we've kind of hinted at it at times but like you dedicate your strength to working for a place that obviously is going to be secular and and so it's not even in the same Mm -hmm. doesn't have the same uh goal as you do Mm -hmm. whether that can be considered kingdom work i like i know we brought up like with with, you know Mm -hmm. during you know with Mm -hmm. europe and reformation the milkmaid and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm not talking about being just monks Mm -hmm. But of, well, just just that question alone, because if the answer is yes, and then we don't have to think about it anymore, but if the answer is no, or maybe, then it's like, okay, so then there's things that we have to think about. And I think also, like, uh, so there's um, a video that I saved on YouTube where it's a, uh, a Christian guy, it's a CEO of a company like a warehouse, mm-hmm. or whatever, and he wanted to make sure that, that, that he hired a chaplain for the workspace mm-hmm. so that people can also have their, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a Christian chaplain mm-hmm. and it was to just for anybody in their own beliefs. And he felt that was as a Christian, what he should have done. Mm. Okay. I mean, I don't know if this means anything and I don't really think it does, but he was in Canada, but, um, but yeah. still a Christian, <laughs> Christian do that. And so it's like, there's so many things to talk about as far as mm. Christian mm-hmm. and labor that I feel like, that aren't hit but like when i see when i was in in company like the most recent company i was at and it was like there was a thing in the mirror that says uh you are aldi so like look at your fraction you are aldi. <laughs> mm-hmm. and then it was like these are the aldi values. it's like a dystopian mm-hmm. yeah well like, i'm like i'm just like sitting there Big doing Brother the training watching you. and i'm like this is a that's cult, a cult. You yeah are but that's what corporation does because it's trying to hijack the whole family value mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. identity which is why i said just work for a cult well that work threw me church, off man. because you don't really mean cult but yeah I but get. it's like i i do work for a place where i really do believe in the mission 
Yeah. And, you know, that helps tremendously. I would argue you're getting taken advantage in one of those places, but, but that might be a conversation for another like, time. Every job's a cult. I'll say every job's a cult. <laughs> Why did you become so, like... Do you mean cult, like... Debbie the... Downer? <laughs> Is everything a cult now? Do you mean the like cult, like, in the, like abusive form or just like the dictionary definition of a cult addiction addiction yeah okay no you might not be abused might be treated yeah. very well but it's yeah. like you worship the calf <laughs> dude you know like you, you must I went, give your life to the when i went to Atlanta the second time they disappointed me that's like these people i go in there so far i go in there these people are like oh shaking my hand like oh you you've done such great work blah 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 like mm-hmm. we really appreciate you and none of them said my name because I didn't want to make my name tag. You're supposed to, but I took, I, wanted, I took it off. I didn't want to wear it because I wanted to see people. These people knew my name. None of them knew my name. Good job, Tony. But they said, oh, we like, we really, really appreciate you. Like, without you, this made me laugh, actually. They said, without you, we would not have our jobs. I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> that is definitely not true. <laughs> I guarantee Okay, oh, no, I quit. Yeah. Which <laughs> well, means you're all out of a job. Well, now I'm. I'm yeah, involved. they give me a promotion or I quit. Huh? Um, but one, one of this was like so funny. <laughs> it's like so one of I don't know what to say. Outside. One of the questions. You're already fired yeah. if anyone one, makes it this far. One, one of the questions they asked me, like going, um, like how owning your own, like Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they say, okay, um, so like, what, what does it mean? Like, what does Chick Fil A mean to you? And I guess I gave the wrong answer. The answer, like, because this mm-hmm. guy I guess came it away. Oh, right, so, what does Chick Fil A mean to you? And chicken I said, money. oh, like it means like, uh, it means a lot to me because this, this is where I've, this is like my main job. I've worked here for six years. It means like just the mm-hmm. company. It's given me a lot mm-hmm. of opportunities and stuff. And I guess that wasn't the answer they were looking for because they wanted me to say family, the people. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, that's family. Mm. So next time I know the answer, I'm going to say mm-hmm. Fast and Furious. <laughs> family. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say it has been frustrating because Eric did point something out. I was like, that is true. Damn it. I was like, well, I got to scrap this whole podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was David like, David said, damn. Oh, I crap. Said, no, I Dang it. <laughs> um, it's wrong. It's like, like, it has made me frustrated. I was like, I, I, I went home and I just started like punching, like, my bed, I just like I was just punching, punching, like throwing stuff, like driving, like going mm. 30 miles per hour. I'm so mad. <laughs> but, but I was like, I was like, this company I've been working for six years, giving my butt off, ruining several friendships. Like, I've like, I was like, what the yeah, heck is the point of this? Like, man, I was like, what the heck don't is the point of this? Don't sacrifice friendships on the altar of yeah. the corporation. Yeah, but, wait till you work 35 and then get sacked. Yeah. Dang. But I was like, I was so, my dad. dude, I was so pissed at them. Sorry for your dad. But guess no, what? Two days fine. later, they I were, woke they up. Were, they shifted to wanting young versus old and experienced. Yeah. Oh, because, yeah, you know what he needed to do was, uh, did he have peppered hair? Because that's youth and experience. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Two days later, I woke up at 3.30 a.m. And then back and started making chicken. <laughs> I was like, well. Back to the old grind. Was the question, <laughs> can you be doing kingdom work outside of just the church? Yeah, not, if, you work, not, if you work a secular job. Well, I don't want to say church. Yeah. Okay, because one, in, in a way, you're always in the church, right? But, like, I don't mean that you have, mm-hmm. a, you know, you, you're at the chapel doing mm-hmm. something. I just mean that 
is it built in such a way that this is directly connected to the kingdom mission or is it like you know i work at apple and i'm an it guy at apple i don't know and so but this has nothing to do with the kingdom but i'm somehow getting my resources from this job and then pouring it into the kingdom i, th I think absolutely that can be yeah. viewed as as kingdom work in, in the same way that like it's i can pour my labor into a, a a plot of land and it gives me grain and i sell the grain and you know it's like it's a secular plot of land and I sell the grain, and I make money, is and it, I bless people with it. Is it is it a secular plot of land? You're saying, like, God owns every blade of grass? Well, yes. And God owns every Apple CEO, you know? It's like... In a, yes, but he <clears throat> destroys the wicked, you know what I mean? And like, he destroys the grass sometimes. Yeah, but if you're yoked with the wicked, he says, don't do that. You can't just say, well, because mm -hmm. God owns something yeah, like that. Yeah, and I would say specifically Apple's a bad example, because it's a it's a company that you know is using slave labor to, okay. you know... <laughs> I didn't mean to pick a backup. I mean... Let's say just a restaurant, you know, like, okay. let's say you work at a, at a uh, mom and pop restaurant yeah, or whatever, yeah. and it's not explicitly Christian. It's yeah, not I, Christian. Yeah, exactly. I, I'd, yeah. I'd say, yeah, that can be... Yeah. That can be considered not not like, and I'm not trying to get like obscure in my definitions, but it's like okay, that's second degree kingdom work. It's like, in a sense, yeah, because I'm I'm going to work heartily as unto the Lord, and I'm going to do everything that I do with all of my strength, and you know, trying to to bring honor um, to the to the Christian reputation that I bring um, to the to the workforce and then I'm going to use those resources to um, provide for my family which is my first ministry and then to um, you know to, to bless the church and to nourish you know those who are in need so yeah do you think like every Christian should like work in a church a mission this will have to be its its own podcast I guess uh, since we're running out of time and we've already done like three hours yeah um, and that's it I'm going to go to heal yeah yeah you always but um, no, I just think like, I think in a sense, you know, I, I know that Travis, you're, you're post-millennial. Uh, I think that that helps feed into this. But like, um, I, I, whenever, if we do talk about it again, I would give reasons as to why I don't think that's necessary. Like, you know, a lot of the context of, of like when Paul and Thessalonians talking about work with your hands and everything like mm -hmm. that's like provide for yourself. Mm. don't be an unnecessary burden mm -hmm. but that's not the same as you know it's fine if you work for this rich man who's mm. just doing nothing or whatever and and you're just mm. bringing in resources like the free man is to be christ's slave mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i just so want to explore that i, I want to get this correct like so you're saying it's not, maybe, not necessarily wrong but just not bothering the kingdom of god if you buy what you speak of every day like go Go work at Starbucks, walk there, get off my ship, go home. Like you, you, you well, don't think and that's then you, like you tithe or whatever. Like the no, typical, yeah. Tip, like I, I don't, I don't want to say it is it's something, a discussion that I would want to have right. because. Okay, like, what if, what if know, I don't tithe? If I just go to, go I don't to work. I think tithing is even biblical. I think what matters is you, not so much right. you. So it's like, you're saying like when I go in there, like what I do at my job, like if I speak about God or if I don't speak about God at all. Like what? Like either, what? either, or. I, I, it, it gets complicated. That's why I don't, yeah. you know. Because I'm curious about like what you mean if you, if I work at a regular job, if it does fall to the kingdom of God. Because it's I'm the institution itself right. is not geared for that. It's like hmm. I've just yoked myself to something that isn't Christian. Well, you're going to submit it into someone. 
Yeah, and okay. so it's like, what like am I, I, I can, is that appropriate or right. is it not? Ooh. And and especially if you're if we're saying, like, if you guys do agree that at least a lot of corporations are cult-like now. Yes, mm. I agree. Should yeah. I even be here? So that's just... Uh, and I mean, even if they're not cult-like in their work culture, it's like a lot of them have unethical business practices. Right. This might sound wrong, I'd say, but do you say, like, could you say, like, some Christian churches are, like, cult-like? Well, they would just be cults, yeah. Yeah. So. Wait, so are we using the dictionary definition of cult, or are we using, like, abusive cult language? Well... Because, like, the dictionary definition of a cult is just an organization with um, religious practices. Yeah. I, or, I, or uh, what's the word? Um, ritualistic practices. I, I would use it that way. Oh, okay. use that way. So, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, er, so every every religious manifestation is in that under the definition dictionary of a cult, definition yeah. of a cult is a cult so yes. there so you would refer to like the ancient hebrew cult as what the old testament talks about and then there is the new covenant cult like mm. that definition definition versus like the cults of like false religions yeah, yeah. Mm. okay just make i just want to make sure i was clear do you think you'll be a good cult leader <laughs> It's like you know. It's like you know what's uh. David, did you plan like twenty minutes ago? Once it hits, (laughs) oh, did you know this in Minnesota means the same means hello the same way same thing in uh United States. What, David? (laughs) He's waving his hand as is very unhelpful for a a podcast listener. Um, I mean, we can I can I can cut this one and we can just start another one just to go just to get like a clean wrap up instead of feeling rushed. It's uh ten ten right now. Also, I want to point out that David said he's has to leave like five times now and has been the one that asked yeah. questions that are thirty to forty minutes. Okay, long yes, to answer. that's this why I tell David. I have to leave hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> in conclusion. Oh, we're gonna do an in conclusion. There's a labor shortage. <laughs> yeah, I we no. talked about that for like an hour, and then that was no, two hours ago. No, so we did two hours of that. Yeah. I would say okay. Well, some, for the time some, that Miguel was there, here, some podcast that's actually like helped me, like mm-hmm. evaluate my life, has made me like, okay, you know what? I'm going to change. This is one of them that has changed mm. because of you. Yeah, jokes. stop being mm. so rude. I think when you say okay, change, well, I don't think like okay. like so many times you have changed. And I keep telling you, we're just bringing yeah. you okay. closer to us, and you keep fighting. No, it. see, no, I think this podcast has helped me to realize, like, that I gotta stop. You're an eight. I'm, I gotta. <laughs> I hate. This is so funny. Like, it's like I hate. I I gotta stop. Like, money is like. I'm not saying it's like my god. That is not my god. That's not why it's something I worship. Maybe it's just like. It's worthy. Stop. Stop letting that be my like motivation mm-hmm. for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'll say like that was something that was eating away at me and causing depression mm-hmm. was because I was like I had more money, more mm-hmm. status or whatever, and just having to talk to my uncles like I'm focusing on the wrong thing. Like really, mm-hmm. misery and all that stuff has to do with like why I'm why am I here? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I do believe that we all are called to 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 a part. You know, not, I don't really believe that you could just do, I mean, you could technically just do anything, but like, you're, you're just a piece of the puzzle, you mm-hmm. know, especially if you're part of the church, you're, mm-hmm. you're a body part. So it's not that you're going to have your best life and you're going to have mm-hmm. this glamorous life just because you find your purpose. But it's, I think that it gives you, I don't know, perspective that other mm. 
You're not, you're not just one. running out there being like, whatever is out there, I'm going to go do. Mm. Yeah. There's more questions. Gives you a focus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think something that is is piercing and beautiful and wonderful and terrifying all at once. <laughs> okay. Is that it's like... the gospel. Is that I think that, you know, when we talk about all these different things, like what is success? Is it money? Is it a certain amount of achievement? Or what, you know, what the world values or what we need, you know, to do to... to how we define work or should we just you know go to any company regardless of like whether it has bad practices or is doing something illegal if it's doing mm. something illegal you mm. shouldn't be part of it like that's mm. that's as a mm. christian period like if we shouldn't be part of an illegal business or like selling drugs or doing things like that but the piercing wonderful beautiful terrifying thing is when jesus looks at someone and he's in it when he was on on earth and we were reading the gospel so he's interacting with people he just looks at you and says what do you want mm. And that's a question yeah. that I think we can be like, oh, really flippant with. But when we start digging down to our hearts and getting deeper level, that's a mm. terrifying question. Mm. But I think that's the core of it. And we, I mean, you brought it up a lot, um, Eric, about <coughs> what do we want to do? What do we? What mm. is? What does Christ put in our heart to achieve? Mm. Um, what is? What is life giving when we do work um, and causes us joy, and that we can we can see ourselves um, doing. Uh, mm as as a career as you know <coughs> our ministry because uh, the scriptures say that it's not just the pastor that does the ministry but the pastors and the teachers are to do the work of equipping the saints so that the saints go do the work of ministry mm -hmm. in whatever avenue mm -hmm. god has placed them so everyone is doing kingdom ministry in some capacity mm -hmm. um but yeah i think that it's super neat that it could be that god's like i'm gonna place you here to make you miserable but God's a God who's like, I'm going to place you in a place in something that's life giving and is, is, uh, you know, what you would want to be doing. It might not always be perfect or beautiful or great, but that he gives you a gift that aligns with your passions mm -hmm. and then you go and bless the church with it. I think that's a cool thing mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. being like, you've got to find a position in the church that you absolutely hate yeah, and go serve. It's like, no, like you, I gave you the gifts of service and, and for, for like for me and like gave that, that you love to serve. It's life giving when you serve mm. and not draining. <clears throat> so when you get to do that, you're not miserable, even though I'm calling you to do that. You know, I, I don't know. I think that's, that's yeah, that that's like, I feel like people talk so little about that, but yeah, finding work that when you're doing it, you're like in the zone is the wrong term, but it's mm. like, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like a, I was bred for this. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a greyhound and I'm running, mm -hmm. or I'm a, I'm a retriever mm -hmm. and I'm retrieving, mm -hmm. and it like I, I was made to do this and I do it and it just like, it feels right, and uh, I feel like I'm good at it and I feel like other people are benefiting from it and I'm able to make money from it and the world needs it and, you know, just uh, mm -hmm. when all those things align, it's like, it is. I don't think there's many things that that are like that. Yeah. You know, mm. like finding what you were made to do mm. and doing it and people appreciating it, being blessed by it and paying you for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. I I think when when I'm I don't know if this really if gender really matters here, but I will say like if a man finds that. Mm. Right? Like that's a satisfied man mm -hmm. right there, you know. Mm -hmm. He's he's doing his work. He's mm. proud of his work. Mm -hmm. He's exercising dominion. Yeah, it's you know. just that's what I'm saying. I, I think yeah. we're designed. I think this is what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. You know, you say we're created for work. Yes, mm -hmm. we definitely are created to do. part of mm -hmm. being alive is to do, mm -hmm. um, to be. Um, so yeah, it's just mm. you know, everybody's on their journey to try to figure that out. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah.
We're just Tony. doing our part. <laughs> doing our part to guide these wayfaring strangers. All right, Cross well. the river sticks. Go ahead. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. See you at Christmas. <laughs>